All right, yes, hello. What's going on? Rich Ryan here, bringing you the fourth installment of U.S. National Series Spartan Race Fantasy Draft. So, my friend, Bracken Crocker, Jack Bauer, we all get together, we draft teams, and we just kind of talk about the different athletes who are going to be at these events. So, we're talking specifically about Spartan Race North American Championships in Tahoe. So, we lead in, we talk about where we've been, what's been going on the past couple of weeks. Uh, we talk about the standings, and I'm just going to give you a recap right now. Right now, the standings, I am in first place. I have four wins, two losses. Jack Bowers in second place, three wins, three losses. Bracken Crocker is in last place with two wins and four losses, but he's on the comeback train. So a lot of good competition going on. And just so you know, I know there's only been three races leading up to it, and we have six total outcomes. So the way that we score everything is that it's a head-to-head each time. So if I beat Bracken and, but Bracken beats Jack, he's in one and one for that race. So we're always going to have double the amount of our records going to be double the amount of actual races that they go. So that's why that's the way it is, but we go through all the different rules. So you'll catch up pretty easily. And this Tahoe race is going to be interesting, man. It is going to be really, really interesting. It's wide freaking open. So I don't want to spoil anything. So I'll let you get to it. So we also talk about OCR WC at the back end after the draft. So take a, so make sure you listen all the way to the end and some fun side bets that we have coming on after. So always fun to hang out with the boys. Really love this one. Feeling good about it. Let's do it. All right, fellas, we're back in action. Jack Bauer, Bracken Crocker, what's up? What's up? Champ is here. Bracken, that was a, a huge win, you, a much-needed win to bring you back into the mix. So, Bracken, let us know how you're feeling after your 2-0 and performance at West Virginia from the it was draft. It was absolutely the classic must-win scenario. It was win or go home. I was, I was playing for pink slips there. And really... Emmy Cross was was the reason I'm still on this show. That 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 was a swing that you could not have scripted in Hollywood. That was un- unbelievable. And and for those listening, we after the the draft, sometimes we catch information that there's going to be people who might not be traveling to the race if they get injured or just decide it doesn't work for their schedule. And Bracken had one of those cases, and he had the top. We have a waiver waivers, just you would like you would in fantasy. And how do we do waivers? It was just whoever was in last. And are we doing the same thing this time? Yeah, whoever's in last place season wise. And he he subbed out Faye Morgan for Emmy Cross, who has who has like a, a broken like a broken bone in her foot. Yeah. And then Emmy Cross comes out, who wasn't drafted, who had done pretty well in in previous years, and she's always kind of a mix for podium in a regional race, but at a national series race, I don't think she's ever been in the top fifteen, top twenty, maybe. Yeah. Comes out with a sixth place finish in West Virginia. And she as a result, yeah, scored for me, and I beat Rich by one point. One point. Devastating. But a free agent acquisition midweek to a six-place scoring position. That's that's the dream right there. It's and like a, back it, in the game. Is there a real-life com- like comparison to this? Can we think of anything that's happened? Jeremy Lin. Okay. Tom Brady. Sixth round. Uh, all right. Jeremy Lin was undrafted. Jeremy Lin, I like better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Coming out of like Ar- Ar- played in the Ivy League. Arian Foster. Yeah. Arian Foster is a good one. Yeah. Um, Jack, how do you feel about your your team's performance? How how are you well, holding up? Um, Kirk DeWint and Miriam Guillebose and Air Force Ken didn't decide to race, so that kind of wrecked my team from the start. So I had no shot. Uh, my way, I had 
I could have done a waiver wire, but I probably wouldn't have picked uh, Emmy even before Bracken because um, he had the worst record going into it. But that was a smart you move. You don't have and... to bring that up. You stick to <laughs> your own team. Yeah, no, my team. I rightfully got third place last last time. Yeah, and so much so that it knocked you all the way to the bottom of the tiebreaker as well. So the way the tiebreaker yeah. works, we're just taking the accumulation of the season total of the points that we have, yeah. and the lowest point total wins or and or is the the tiebreaker so golf golf rules i'm gonna look this up again i'm gonna pull up that story because i want to see what our total points are i have 141 you have 138 oh yeah yikes even though you're that wrong i thought i was at three you own the tiebreaker against me darn right so you're right back in the you're right back in the mix as much as i would like to have extended the lead further i'm glad you're right here now we have a race yeah now we're gonna have a kick to the finish we have maybe two or three of these left we figure we'll do this one and big bear big bear and abu dhabi i think we, we have to you have to culminate it i guess so but that's not till december so what what you don't want to talk about the we race treat as a standalone playoffs yes <laughs> oh yeah you would like that no, <laughs> it's the season long accumulation. Um, but yeah, I'm we starting can... to circle the wagons. All right. I'm, I'm closing it down. It's not how yeah. you start. It's how you finish. You're pulling an Atkins. You might be in, you know, way off the lead at the beginning, but guess what? You're going to find a way to finish second place. This you'll year. be in, you'll be in second. Um, so let's talk about the, the race a little bit. I uh, know just, just to recap things and some of our, our key takeaways from uh, West Virginia. We don't want to spend a ton of time on this because we do want to look forward and talk about the, the course, for Tahoe and, and it's going to be a really interesting race in Tahoe just because it's split with OCR world championships uh, in Vermont. So the field is just extremely open and how we're going to go about our picks and, and what we're thinking about it. It's, it's, it's just going to be an interesting conversation, but before we get into it, Bracken, what was your major takeaway looking at the women's field at West Virginia? You know, I think I don't even have to talk about gender here. My main takeaway is that these are grueling races and that extra component of athlete, that intangible toughness, like the dog who is out there, that came through in this race. It's too long. It's too difficult. The train is too nasty. There were bee stings. There was crazy humidity. Like It, it was not a sterile environment. And, and I think that that speaks to the same thing in Tahoe. It's not sterile. There's too many factors. And the people who've got a bit of the dog in them were able to close that race down. Yeah, that was certainly a race that I, I thought it was going to reflect the results from Asheville quite a bit just because the weather was going to be so similar. But the extra distance and just the nasty terrain did kind of, and having something like a swim, it really did shake up the results a lot more than I, than I thought it would um, from, from the previous one. Almost no one looked good outside of the two winners and not even that the others did poorly. The course was just so demanding that everyone was a shell of themselves by the end. It seemed really nasty. Do you think it was the humidity? Cause that was a tough week. And I think that was humid right from the jump. I don't think there was anything anybody could do about that type of weather. I do. And I think that Chris Brown is to blame for this. He laid the blueprint for how to steal a race or at least how to run people out of a race. And sometimes like we had talked about, you can get out far enough in OCR and on nasty terrain that you can just be out of sight. And the fields went out so hard in West Virginia. And I think Mm. it's the Chris Brown effect, but the race was too long and there was second half climbing and 
everyone paid for it. And then, yeah, the humidity just compounds that effect. Right. You had uh, Batras kind of going that model. He must have just been feeling confident, and he had that race in Hawaii. He did the trifecta. I think, I think he just went for broke, brought he, Logan he out with him. He's trying to take advantage. Like He's like, all right, I'll gain a minute here because I'm going to lose a minute later, and that'll keep me in contact. And his relative effort at a certain fast pace isn't going to tax him the same way that it might someone who has a one minute slower 5k than him so he was i think he was trying to pick his points i don't think he was foolish though i think that he he knew what he was doing and he's he's under control at that point i managed to avoid spoilers for this race and so i watched it without knowing anything outside of who won that's impressive Mm. i can't i try my best i can never avoid it so i knew who won obviously but watching it i thought he looks so fast so like his running looked so fast and aggressive and then he got caught and passed and I thought, well, here we go. And then he was still in it at he mile 10. He yeah. just kept running back into it over and over and over. And that's like, you can't teach that. He may have finished up what? 10th or 11th or something like I that. Think ninth, yeah. Yeah. yeah but he was just through, at the end of with the like two miles to go. He was still top five. It was, it was I impressive. Thought, I agree. When I, when I saw the way he kind of started and I saw no, his Marcus result, fifth. What's that? that? No, Unless the scoring's wrong. Batras? Yeah. Yeah, he finished way outside. I think he was like ninth. Okay, then there's a typo on the sheet. So Rich's score was way worse. Bracken still wins. But okay. Yeah. Um so the but he I figured he just ran out of ran out of gas, but I think did, he must have just missed obstacles. He I missed Hercoist, and then yeah. he must have missed his spear or something like that. Is, yeah, he's he still gonna run four. out of gas though, like with his ultra background and stuff. Like I I don't know. Just considering how hard, I mean, anybody can run out of gas. Yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, there's, yeah, there's okay. two different types of gas tanks, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. Once you lose your climbing legs, game over. You know, okay. I see what you're saying. So, Jack, where, did you have any big, any major takeaways from, from the races? It was just very aggressive and gutsy, like you mentioned. Um, Logan going for it after seeing him in DC Stadium. Like, now I totally see in person why that guy is always at the front of races. He's super smooth and efficient, no wasted effort at all. Um, he's great on this technical uh, sloppy terrain, so I don't blame him for going to the front. Already has a U.S. National Series podium this year. Um, and, I mean, I, I genuinely thought he was going to stay up there a little bit longer and stuff, but I was happy to see a couple times where, like, weight and strength played a role. Like, the, mm. those Hercoys, that shook the game up. Um, cause they're getting away from double carries and there aren't like farmer's carriers or something that'll actually tax your grip later on. And I get it. It's tough to, to do a Hercoise when you're a lighter athlete and stuff, but it's also, there are disadvantages to being a taller or a, a larger athlete in certain components of the race. Um, so it was nice to kind of just see that that changed things a little bit. There were two sandbag carries. They weren't brutal, but it sounded like, Al- like Alex Walker made up a ton of ground on rows there. And like there were there were big lead changes and stuff. It, it was just a really exciting race. I can't really like narrow it down to one thing. Yeah. I like that. It's always nice that it is affirming that you need to be well-rounded in obstacle racing. When sometimes you think, yeah. Oh, this is just a, a, a fitness race or just a trail running race. And then something like the sandbag or Hercoist does change or a swim changes the, changes the, the outcome so much. So I agree. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see those kind of things. Yeah. The two most well-rounded athletes won. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Atkins and Lindsay? No, I think the two biggest engines won. Yeah, wh- who would you say is a more well-rounded athlete on the 
how how would you even know? Like, how would we know what type of athletes? Is anyone better, more well-rounded maybe than Logan if you look at, like, broad-spectrum athletic skill sets or – Throw that boomerang. Ninja. I, know, I would I would say the most – I would say the two biggest engines, one, the people that could absorb all those crazy gas tank daggers in the first half and then mm. still work every climb after that. Yeah, it depends on you on how you define athleticism, right? Yeah, okay. Like, well-rounded yeah. – Unicycling, that could be – one way but yeah put there dunking a basketball however a little bit more athletic i would say but true but zero carryover (laughs) but yeah yeah, exactly engine is king and we saw that yeah no i got got you on that so i was actually and and it kind of goes back this is the the the, kind of the theme in which this race and kind of how this whole season has kind of played out for me is just how open things are and how there's athletes that are are seizing the opportunity to kind of fill the gaps in in what might seem like a, a less stacked race. And it's just kind of giving these athletes confidence that they are, they then belong. Like someone like a Logan Broadburn is a great example, right? Like he's putting his nose in it and is asserting himself as a contender and it's carrying over to each race. It's not like this one off. And now that, that, that the rest of the field is going to kind of fill those gaps where there may have been, you know, a, a lack of talent or a lack of accomplished athletes in there. It seems to be like what's happening. And on, you know, on the female side, you have athletes like Annie Doobie and Casey Monroe and, and maybe Emmy Cross now and, you know, Logan and Mark Audette on the men's side, just kind of filling in these spots. It'll be interesting to see how these races do carry over into things like uh, Tahoe or OCRWC to just from a confidence perspective, because things seem like they're really wide open. But now these are like the next, the next men up. Yep. Agree with everything you said. Thank you. Thank you. So for the fantasy, we, how we score things, it is cross country style. So we, it's, you take your finishes, you add them up and whoever has the lowest point total is the winner. And that's again, how we did the uh, tiebreaker as well. So in our previous, in, in the, in the last race, we talked about Amy cross, uh, Jack, what do you think? What was like your best pick from, from last round? I mean, you had, I mean, I, I gotta say, I can't go wrong with having Lindsay. That was a fantastic pick just big big gutsy one right there um i would say in terms of value i was jacob clinker has turned it on in fitness this year very impressed with him he he used to kind of be in that like kind of third pack um but he's definitely moved up into that second pack i think this is his second or third top 15 finish at a u.s national series race this year so very impressed with him um logan and kempson pretty tough men's field and you know top fourth and sixth respectively so those are solid, but rest of my team, uh, I, I could have picked better. Oh, for, for, you mentioned Logan at the stadium series stadium. Yes. Yeah. Is missing two obstacles and st- in a stadium race and still getting on the podium, the greatest athletic accomplishment of all time. I, I think it actually might be. Yeah, it, it could be, especially with, uh, Nick Riker and Robert Killian in the field, like almost catching Nick Riker right there. What Super was the impressive. Second obstacle he missed. Spear like throw, and then immediately missed all rings on the uh, on the rig. It was like just afterwards. He just tried dis- or you know get it off too quickly, and he just slipped. Yeah, that is something that people who have not done a stadium never anticipate is how yeah. slick the rings are inside of a stadium. Oh, There's yeah. so much moisture. No, no, it, it was outside, moisture. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying around that. Like these are all concrete venues, and you think oh, sterile yeah. and dry, but there is moisture that just clings to those areas. The rings, the straight across rings, 
have never been tougher for me than in a stadium. Yeah. And, and is it that it's ratcheted up so high? Is it like, cause you're at or above like your it's red line it, going they're into always it? Slick. They're yeah. always slick. They really are. <laughs> I don't know why. No, it was, it was super impressive. I would say that or uh, Kempson doing the chicken wing at Dallas a few years ago. With a smashed finger. <laughs> yeah. That was very impressive. The fact that like he, he owned that race. He, that was the first time people could see how smooth he was back then. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's coming on next year. He, he took fourth. He didn't own the race. At the beginning, well, it's because he took forever there. I know you beat him for sure. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying his yeah. perf- his chicken wing was great, but he didn't own that race. Killian owned that race. Yeah, okay. Preston, Listen, I, you, just want, I just want facts on this on this program. That's, today, that's all okay, we're here. Guys? I'm not trying to Stephen A. Smith this. I'm, uh, we got to clarify things. No opinions, only facts. Have you have you had a, a, a do you remember a stadium race where someone had missed? Well, it used to be thirty burpees, right before it was yeah. Fifteen has just been the past like three years. Yeah, Isaiah yeah. versus Air Force Ken in Tampa, like several years ago, they dove over the finish line at like the same time, and they were jawing at each other. There's some video online. They just they didn't like each other, and I think yeah. Isaiah did his thirty burpees, and he just ended up beating Air Force Ken by like point one seconds in the sprint, and they they weren't happy with each other. But that's thirty full burpees back in the day. That that course, they tear up that field every offseason in Tampa Bay at the time they did at Old uh-huh. Raymond James. And uh, so they would use a full end zone to end zone barbed wire crawl. 100 and, yards? What? And, so, and so Isaiah would make up a minute oh, on yeah. the entire field because he's, he's the, the greatest barbed wire crawler I've ever seen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So he would just, like, there was no lead safe there. Didn't matter yep. what you did, <laughs> you'd lose 60 to 90 seconds on him right there. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that race, there was a, a course marking issue and they essentially reset everybody. Yeah, and then they, they're like, you guys are starting yeah. from here. You have like a thousand meters left and everybody what? missed like the spear or the football. <laughs> you, you were there. I'm, yeah. I'm sure Hunter and I had pulled away halfway through the race and we were side by side and starting to work. And we were both fit at the time. And we got to a place. 2014 is this roughly? Might have been 13 or 14. Okay. And there were no markings. And so we chose her out and went down and eventually just wound up outside back on the course. And we were telling people like, we missed it all. And we decided we're just going to run in. We'll do the last thousand meters of the course and we'll cross the line together and let them sort it out. It was a Navy federal race. So there were thousands on the line. Big money. Yeah. And uh, so we finished and everyone came in and everyone's saying the same thing. And Joe DeSena was there. And, and so he talked to everyone and everyone who crossed was like, you know what? We all went off the course. We all did the wrong, but the podium wouldn't have changed. And then David Megida crossed the line and he was (laughs) the first one to have done it correctly. Ah. And, uh, and he said, I don't think that's right. And so Joe said, you know what? And this, we had already decided we're just going to stick with the finishing results. Hunter and I were going to split first, second, whoever was third. I think Isaiah gets third. Uh, but Megita said, no, I did it right. So they, Hunter and I grabbed a beer and they had like metrics bars at the time or something. And <laughs> Joe walks up and goes, Hey, in five minutes, we're taking the top 25 people back to the last known checkpoint, which was right after a sandbag carry. And it's a thousand from there. We're just going to race to the finish. And that's the new race. That's oh so you all started simultaneously on a sandbag carry. Yes, but what they didn't oh, so oh. they took us to the last known point, but they didn't give us our lead we had built up because Hunter right. and I had like a minute ten lead at that point. So it's we all, all from zero, together. and everyone has an equal shot thousand meters to the finish. So all it was was like a ten foot run, turn into the bleachers, 
go back and forth down to the field where you did your football throw into the garbage can with like a Nerf football that doesn't fly straight. <laughs> and only two people made it. Joey Petrolia. Maybe he was the only one who made it. And everyone you else did these. The... Yeah. Everyone missed it. It was our first time seeing it, I think. And no one knew how to throw this football straight because like it just took off like yeah. a paper airplane. Isaiah was the first out of the burpees. So we all had to do 30 burpees. So it was like one minute run, 30 burpees, 100 meter barbed wire crawl, and then 600 or 800 meters around the outside of the stadium to the finish. So he, he won the burpees, won the barbed wire crawl, and we get into it, but the open waves are going. And I remember oh I was behind a, a group oh of like God. 20 or 30 women in matching shirts trying to get through them in the barbed wire crawl. <laughs> and Hunter oh. and I got out of the barbed wire. He was like in 11th. I was like in 21st. And we ran all the way, just like, terrified hammering the last 800 and we ran down to second and third and couldn't catch Isaiah. And so he, he went from third to first and Hunter and I went from first to second, third. And so and Isaiah I lost walked two, with like 3000 bucks instead of like 500 yeah. or something. I lost $2,000 on that restart. Oh, that is the most OCR story I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. That <laughs> is <laughs> And we and our, we're burping up our beer and our metrics bars. We're trying to like <laughs> run that last thousand something. It was so we were running so hard and we were so full. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's oh, amazing. That was terrible. <laughs> And I so feel like that's that where we were going today, but little no, that was, for people. That was great. I feel like that if that happened again today, that would be the exact same thing that they would do. They'd be like, I don't know, did, just did you hear about the, the worst ever stadium story that happened in Amsterdam a couple of years ago? No, they're like six minutes into a race. And the lead pack gets down a hallway and security locked the door on them. They couldn't get out. Every single person just got stuck at a door and, and they couldn't leave. And they were there for several minutes and they just called the winner based on whoever hit the timing mat. So if you got out hot, you won the race. That's, that's the that's just the lesson yeah. behind OCR. That's why everyone just goes hard from the jump, just because things will probably go wrong. So you might as well go really <laughs> yeah. hard before or anything happens. All right. That was great. So let's get into the the draft rules and we'll get into some drafting here. Uh, so each of us are going to draft 10 athletes, snake style, and one uh, wild card. And so we can draft male or female in any order. We must end up with five men and five women. Uh, we score, again, cross-country style. And we are allowed to have a keeper from our last draft, which we will go over before we get started. And... Now we have the waiver system or where you get to pick somebody up that was huge last time. So are we going to stick with the same thing? So there's a waiver order yeah. going to be the same Bracken, Jack, myself for waivers. Um, yeah. In Seems terms fair. of worst record overall. Yes. Yeah. Again, um, you don't have to be hurt. There's a nice way of saying that. <laughs> Jack's Third just about place, facts. Second place, first place. Here's your trophy. Snake, yeah. Just say snake order. Snake order. <laughs> Reverse snake. <laughs> Reverse snake order. All right, so let's get in some keepers. So we'll do that in reverse snake as well. Bracken, who do you who are you keeping this time? Do you got your roster up there? I do not. I was I waiting on around. I don't know what you to pull them up. Yeah. Um, we have a little spreadsheet we had. Our group shared spreadsheet. Yeah, I, need a, I need to. Sh I'll share my screen right now. Share that screen. Do you guys hear these bells going off? Church bells. No, nope. at noon, they do a 15 minute bell show <laughs> Six churches around here. It just keeps going. So whenever we record episodes, we try to avoid the noon hour. Is gotcha. it nice? Does it feel, does it, does it sound, it's is it nice, but it's not very professional. It's just yeah. real, real life, real life, boys. All right. So last time 
Bracken's picks. Um, Who do you go with? All right, I got to put this full screen, I suppose. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll just, re- I'll just no, read no, them no. off. You can read off, but I want to see my 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 guys and yeah, I know, I, I got to find it. Um, oh. I thought it was in this this draft, but it's apparently not. So you can't, and, and with the keepers, you can't keep anyone that you took with the first two picks, the first two rounds. Correct. Any anyone from round three down, you can keep. And do um, you have to keep them in the the round that you drafted them in originally? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Bracken, your picks last time. Uh, Bracken, right here. So you cannot pick Ryan Atkins or Rose Wetzel. Who are you going to go with out of these ones? Ah, uh, I'm going to keep Alex Walker. Alex yeah. Walker with round four. I mean, okay. she could safely be round a three. first overall pick. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was round four? The- no, now it's round four. We also should figure out the order. What? Um, I can't. No, 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 no. There's no way that was round four. Listen, when you're a draft savant, right like here, me. round four, number eleven overall. Annie Doobie, Tyler Veerman, Ryan Woods. Yeah, like literally. Here, here are the picks. Alex oh, Walker. Wow, what a gem! Yeah, you right took in. Mark Audet, and I knew you were going to take Alex, and when you didn't, I was just stoked. Yeah. All right, uh, Rich, who are you going to be taking with yours? You cannot take You know take what the Ryan great Woods. thing is? I was debating should she be my first or my second, and now I get to take her fourth. That's no. that's massive. This is a, this is your first keeper too, Bracken. The past the past several drafts you've gone, no keeper. No keeper. So, but but what did I tell you last time I was doing? Start from scratch. Different. I was going against character. I was do, Whatever <laughs> I would normally do, I'm doing the opposite. And so we're going <laughs> to keep that going. Uh, All right, I'm going to keep your team. Um, I'm going to keep Casey Monroe, Casey Monroe in five. Yeah. I've had her every single, every single, she's been on my team, every draft and she always gets top five. It's amazing. I'm worried that you guys are going to finally catch on of how she misses consistency. She's crushing this year. Man. All right. And my team. Okay. So Kempson's not going to be there. Kirk's not going to be there. Logan's not going to be there. Ashley's not going to be there. Aaron's not going to be there. Um, I'll go, I'll go Jamie Brusa in eighth round. I feel like that's nice. a solid value pick. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. Now we need the order because that'll allow me to populate the screen. I had a question about the order. So we, I got this name wheel, wheel of name situation that yep. I can oh. spin. Here, I'm going to take you off and I'm going to add. Yep. Um are we going then, back to random or are we going back since we've done every order? Are we going back to the first order? If we have so, six races, we'll each have had two shots at every location. I think we should do random and then whatever the week six is, it's like whatever hasn't happened yet. We'll just fill in that. Here's something I wanted to pitch. We'll go random on the on the wheel of names, but the, whoever gets picked gets to select their draft location. Oh, yeah, that's cool. You want to try that? Yeah. Sure, it's fair. All right, let me try. I want to see this on screen. I don't. I don't trust. I'm pulling. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. Say, Rich Ryan, wheel again, huh? Wheel of names, random name picker. They'll steal the car right out from underneath you. Is it up? Go yellow. Come on, yellow. You see it? Yeah. Sponsored by Wheel of Names Reinforced Running Podcast. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Jack Bauer. All right, so I'm number one. Let's. Uh, we've gotten, you know, this is worse. 
This is worse because uh, now whatever happens, you chose your destiny. Mm -hmm. I know Did that. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at trends. Like, has the person who's picked first overall end up winning most of the time, or? Let's see. So last Paralysis time, by analysis. I, I know this. I had the I know first this pick last time, and I lost. I think I'm actually going to go second. The second place pick has won every time. Having drafted yeah. all three roles now, I greatly prefer drafting second. Yeah, having that back like that comes comes around quick. All right, here we go. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right, what do you want? I know which one you're doing. <laughs> Give me the one spot. <laughs> yeah, Rich is gonna lose. I'm third. Is this, does the, does that always get last? Yeah. <laughs> Has it? Yeah. That can't be. That can't be true because I've drafted third before and I have never gotten last. So we know that that's not right. Okay. You broke we the know trend. That's not right. All right. All right. Let me let me add these keepers. Um, All right. So Bracken, Bracken is going gonna draft first. Jack Bauer is second. Who had Casey? Uh, Rich, was it you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so with each pick, let's let's get a second to defend our pick, and we'll just chat about how we think that individual is going to do. Let's talk about Tahoe, though. Let's uh, with the course itself. I mean, the map's not out. It's fairly predictable what it's going to be like. I think how many times has it been at this venue? Have they had this race? This will be the sixth time at this race, mm -hmm. uh, at this at this venue. I know there has been times where it's has been it actually flipped. been the sixth. Or would it would it be five because of twenty twenty? Fifteen to nineteen. That's five years. Okay. Yeah, you're correct. It didn't nice. happen in twenty. Killian's five for five at Tahoe for podiums. So. I don't remember two thousand fifteen. Killian. At, that was when Killian. That was yeah. when it was flipped, right? Where it went up the steeper one first. Twenty sixteen was definitely the steeper one first. Twenty sixteen was yeah. definitely that one. I don't 15, remember what 2015 15, was like. we did that little loop around and then went up. Which side? The the big side? Or like the long side? Or We did small little loop and then we did long climb up to the top, yeah. Okay. So typically it's been the long climb first. And how long is that climb? It's two plus miles? Uh, yeah, you're, pr yeah. you're probably looking at like 1,500 plus feet. Um, what do you I'm got, the weather it's supposed to be warm. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at temperature wise. Like this is like at squat itself at is, is it's like the low is like high 40s. Yeah, so but typically says, the, the low mid, is like high 20s. Mid mountain, it says 66 degrees, like or I guess 64 for the high and 57 for the low. So basically, like in the morning on Saturday, it's going to be upper 50s most likely, low 60s. That's, that's crazy. Actually, that's really nice. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Where the weather has played a big factor uh, in the past couple of years on the female side in 2019, it was huge. Like it was just knocking out competitors left and right. It was a yep. uh, really struggles, like big time struggles toward the end of a race for a lot of athletes. Um, so it doesn't look like the weather is going to be that big of an issue for these athletes this year. Um, so when you look at this course, what kind of things are you thinking? I mean, I guess you don't, I don't, you don't want to give it away, but we're all thinking the same thing. It's like, you got to know who's good at like altitude races, who's good at climbing, yep. who's good at descending. The first descent is really long. You just go back down that first, same first climb. It's probably about as, as long, right? It's probably about a two mile descent as well. Um, yeah. maybe a little bit more, maybe it's a little bit steeper. Maybe it doesn't wind up as much, but obstacles are dry. It's a dry, dry weather condition. So it's not going to be like 
West Virginia and Asheville, where it's just a burpy fest, especially mm-hmm. on the female side, which is something to consider. Um, yeah. What else would you guys say about Tahoe? Well, it's typically who has the biggest engine for altitude combined with the biggest ability to handle variables. And variables may be less this year than usual. You don't have to worry about kit as much. And you don't have to worry about trying to ingest calories because it's not so cold that it's distasteful. Like it'll be warm enough that you're going to be thirsty. It'll be easier to take calories in. I think historically we see people crumble in the second half. And part of it's because... <laughs> they didn't want to consume anything during the race. That's an interesting point. And people's like the dexterity in people's hands, as yeah. silly as that might sound, it, it matters when it comes to getting gels, like dropping gels, trying to open them yeah. or having exposed hands. People really didn't want to like, that's a good point. Like that's, isn't going to be much of a factor. And a lot of times this has been the world championship. And I'm interested to see how it's going to be different this year as with like a double sandbag carry or introducing new obstacles, like, mm. or having like the longer things like the twister monkey twister thing, or if it's just going to be a straight up Spartan race, just at this venue, like, they need the are they going to add wrinkles in the bowl? They need that. It's just, it's tradition, but will it be a double? I think they need it. Yeah. Rackham, what do you think? Think double? Uh, Yeah. It would be yeah, a slap in the face to John Albin if he shows up or if, if they don't have a double and he's not there. Cause that's the only reason he hasn't won a couple more titles, honestly. But he's never shown up to the North American championship. Cause he's that's not true. I know, in but North I'm America. saying at Tahoe. Yeah. But it's not the world, but it's the world championship. That's the difference. That's what I mean. Like it's not the world championship this time. So I don't think that they need to break out all the, these like new things or like the hardest things that they could have. Yeah. I don't know if you can see my screen, but I, I pulled up the old uh, course profiles from previous races. So I I have a feeling it's probably because 2019, w- which one was it? It was, big it was climb the same first. as 17. 17. Mm-hmm. It was big climb first. They're probably going to make it more like 2016 right here. That's my guess. So you think, because that's a pretty steep climb still. It looks really small. Like it looks dwarfed in this <laughs> image yeah. but it's a pretty big freaking climb it's like it's so <laughs> steep it's so yeah. steep yeah um so what do you think if it was flipped it would matter would it change the outcome of what athletes would do better like is it like to have a longer climb later in the race do you think that'd be more advantageous for a, someone who has a bigger engine where maybe like that steep climb being eight miles into the race everything's kind of set in stone by then or how do you think that would fact like change the race outcomes the- the people with the highest capacity for that that grade of running are hugely rewarded by that long two and a half mile climb because they can go out there and do things that redline other people for 40 straight minutes. Where mm-hmm. someone like Ryan Atkins, who likes to slow play it, getting something short and steep out of the way, he gets his downhill to get back into it. And then he starts his second half of his race on the big climb rather than... When it's so long, like where do you pick your I start moving point? So the the front end racers are rewarded by long and steady, and the mm-hmm. tactical guys are rewarded by doing a twenty sixteen style race. Yeah, so, right. I, I I think that's an interesting point where Atkins does try to pour it on the back half, and if he has two and a half miles to pour it on on a huge climb, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to fight that off. So yeah. I've I've got data on this. This is from an article a few years ago that I wrote. So twenty seventeen, I'm basing it off of that. So right where my cursor is, you're probably about 1500 feet into the climb. It's the long climb first and then the steep climb second that year. So two miles in, 
Um, I looked at where everybody was versus how they finished, and pretty much everybody at the top, they were at, like, Cody Moe was in fourth place at that point. Hunter finished fifth. He was in 18th. Like, Austin Azar was in 50th. He finished that. So people who started slow on the big, big climb at the beginning tended to do better. It was something like uh, only five of the top 25 lost position uh, or top 25 at the end lost position after mile two. So basically, like, start out slow if it's the long climb at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Do you data. have data on 2016? Not in this article, but I, I do have it somewhere. Yeah. There's data yeah. somewhere. Better yep. believe it. Definitely. But interesting right. note about that 2015 year. It shows that little flat start. We looped around the grounds basically, did rolling mud, and then came around and did monkey bars that were frozen over. So people's hands were frozen from rolling mud. And then we hit iced over monkey bars and then started the big climb. Huh. Where people and, oh yeah, there's, people a, miss. there's a little dip right there. Yeah. yeah, that that up down after the after the we came down is where we did frozen monkey bars, iced over, and it was chaos. There were people all over the burpee corral, <laughs> and so then the race really started right there. But with some people doing thirty burpees, and the rest started their forty minute climb. It was a bizarre oh, start to the race. Interesting, because yeah. I did the race in sixteen, and they did rolling mud right off the jump as well, and it was yeah. it was super cold at the start, and yeah. the monkey bars were kind of halfway up or all the way at the top of that climb, and I had I missed the monkey bar. I had wore uh, arm sleeves, mm -hmm. and there I didn't know how terrible they were for this, but my arms just stayed cold after rolling mud, oh, yeah. and my arm my hand just didn't work by the time I got to those monkey bars. Yeah. Um, Yep. All right. Anything else we want to add about Tahoe? And in the past, Tahoe has been varying distance. Like there was one year where it was like 17 16. miles. three for the like, longest one. Yeah. There was like two spear throws. Yeah. Just like a million sandbag carries. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be pretty straightforward. Like what we've seen, 13 change. Probably same as last year, right? Yeah. And that hurts probably the big engine. Probably for the winner yeah, every year there are some people who that second climb lose it, lose it. And that's where that second climb separates the race. I mean, it's separated, but it, it, it cements the race. And if it's two miles shorter, it gives someone who doesn't have quite the all world engine, the opportunity to stay in their, their rhythm a bit longer into like percentage wise into the race. Mm. Yeah. Like so. that ability to bomb all the way down the mountain and not have to climb another thousand feet is huge compared to all I have to do is get to the bottom and then hit a big climb. Like that's a, that's two different skill sets there. You could see someone like, for example, a Joshua Reed having a massive descent and not having to worry about getting re-raised by maybe like a Botrys up the next climb or something like that. True. Very true. With it being a little bit shorter. Um, cool. All right. Let's draft. Let's draft. Let's draft. All right. So Bracken, you're on the clock. I have not yet been disappointed by this family anytime I've chosen them. So Ryan Atkins is the only representative of his clan. And so I choose him. I think this is the only sure thing in this race. Yeah. He's, he's been second place at what? Every single time he's ever run this course. Except maybe uh, one third, one year, yeah. one fourth. So he's, and that's at a world championship. None of the people who have ever beat him at this course are at this race. And so, Ken's crazy things happen. Yes, 
but it would be the craziest thing of all if he didn't win. And he's better than he was in years past, I believe. His running, his climbing, I believe it's better. It's very impressive in West Virginia, the way he's able to kind of pace that out and 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 really kind of pour it on and a complete controlled effort. Like it's undeniable, like that he's his fitness is here and that he's going to be hungry for this. Um, I think it's a good pick. I think it's a good pick. Um, but do we want to talk about who's not going to be here? Because it is just uh, it's going to be super split because it's same as OCRWC. Just for those listening to, uh, so we have some idea of why we're not picking some people. Jack, do you have a list of who's at OCRWC right there? I mean, just looking third place at West Virginia, you're not going to have Tyler Veerman. You're not going to have VJ Jones, Ryan Kempson, Logan Broadbent on the men's side. Um, women's side, the obvious one is Lindsay Webster. She won't be there. So there, there's some serious talent. Uh, I've got the rest of the list real quick. So um, also showing Rose Wetzel, Chris Roglowski, um for the women's side will will not be there. Ian Hosick, he's always done well at Tahoe. Mm-hmm. He's going to be at OCR World. So you, that's a big shock. To a, a bunch of people, yeah. That Aaron, that yeah, I, I agree. And Ian, he made a post about it. He's like, yeah, it would probably make more sense for me to go to Tahoe, but mm-hmm. I just want to go to OCRWC. It's like feels political to me. You think he's making a statement? I do. I don't. I don't disapprove. I think it's appropriate. I think it's an appropriate thing to for to to let the organization know. It's like, hey, you're not the only game in town. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so who's playing for second today? Jack, you up? I'm I'm picking second, not playing for second. I'm gonna go Annie Doobie. Oh man, that's the next sure thing. Which is funny because we don't have historical data on her to call her a sure thing yet, but she's the next sure thing in this race. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, what we've seen all year, I can't, you know, I can't say that that's a, a bad pick at all. No. Coming off of, I mean, the best uh, race, the closest race is Utah, right? To this. And she was clearly in second. I mean, her and Rose, like the time disparity was different because Rose was burping out at Helix, which is like the last obstacle. Mm-hmm. So it looked like any beat her by a couple minutes, but it was like right neck and neck with Rose at the end. But the next person back was like, was Alex and she was really far back. So it was like, Annie was clear cut second from, for the people who yeah. were at this field. So I, I did write a different article um, on women to watch for this upcoming year. And Annie was one of them. And she was eighth place about an hour 20 into the race. And then she DNF because of the swim. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly, clearly can hang on this course for a while. You can't fake being eighth place that late, late into the race. And she's a much better athlete now versus two years ago. Yeah, and she's been hanging in, in Utah the past like week or week and a half, two weeks or so. So she's been yeah. kind of training at altitude to kind of get acclimated for it. So Yep. Good pick. I'm surprised. Shoot. So hoping I'd get the hope. hoping I would get, I have I have not had her I've not not had her on my team. That's well, why so. I picked her. I was so glad you were third. I'm like, someone's gonna get Annie besides Rich. Damn it. I had five people who I believe are the class of this field. Mm-hmm. And she was very clearly in the top three of that. Men yeah. and women combined, I think there's five standouts. And I don't know if there's a chance any of them fall to me at six now. Yeah. <laughs> I know who I'm picking next if uh, if either of them still exists. Well, I'm going Woods. Okay. Yep. He's the next obvious choice. Yep. Got to go Woods here. Yeah, I have everything broken out by tiers as well for people who I think can get top two. And they're all gone because I had Alex in that is, is this, top tier. Is this truly the swan song for Ryan Woods? That's what he says. 
Yeah, I think he'll. In terms of last weeks. national series that he pursues this series. Yeah. Which means we're going to start to see a Hobie version from him where he's going to come in more trained and less raced and probably be more dangerous next year than he was this year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now I got to go again. Let me take. Has he look. quietly had the best unappreciated career ever? Uh,. Yeah, I, I'd argue so. He's like probably, the best to oh, never win worlds kind is he, of thing. Is he, is he Chris Paul? Is he the Chris Paul of OCR? Always in the mix, never quite getting there, but having Paul Hall of Fame season. Also. Um, Except that he's well-liked. He's well-liked. <laughs> Chris Paul seems to be universally hated. Correct. Per- I would personality much rather see Ryan Woods on a State Farm commercial than Chris Paul. Woods would be funny. He's he's yeah. he's, a, he's a very funny character. Definitely. All right, so then I'm going to have to go uh, Rhea here. All right. She's she's an unknown commodity somehow at this stage of her career. I know. Like, I was looking at it, and it wasn't a sure thing for me picking her here, even though it makes the most sense. She has the most experience from everybody else that I'm looking at. But and in the women's field that is wide open, she could win. But I don't really know what kind of season she's having. <laughs> she's not doing a ton of OCR at races. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on all those counts. I'm just nervous that traveling overseas, she might get a little bit of jet lag. And she has been doing a ton of climbing, though. So, she, you know, she's super fit like usual. But, yeah, I, if it's a massive climbing course, or is a, a great pick. I don't know. All, all right. right. I'm taking an unknown commodity. I'm going Emma Cook-Clark. That That's who I was between. I was really yeah. considering taking her here. I, did you see what she did? I'm assuming you saw what she did in uh, Red Deer a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, I saw she, she, won. she was she was like ten or eleven minutes behind Mick Chirello. She beat Aaron Newell. Um, we've seen how aggressive she was at Asheville. I don't think she's cleaned up her obstacle game yet. Um, but I just I've just got a really good feeling on a, a mountain course like this that she can do some damage, especially if there's some. Uh, really long uninterrupted running and she can handle the swim. So I'm taking a risk, but it could really turn out well for me. She's a Rhea here. She's a boomer bust. She could yep. be first or 10th. Yeah. No, I know her background is in, she's very accomplished, like cross country. Is that right? What What is her pedigree when it comes to mountains? I'm pretty sure she's, she was on like the Canadian national running team. Yeah. So, she made the mountains? ultra world yeah. championship in her first ultra attempt. Okay. She can uh, no, no, she is she is a better trail runner than mountain runner in terms of technicality currently. Right. That that that's what I'm like we've seen her run well at Asheville and then Red Deer was is basically flat. flat. It is a yeah. flat 10k course. Now um, over Tahoe grass. is the tamest mountain we run on in yes. terms of actual technicality and ruggedness. Fire Correct. roads and you've If seen, it were yeah. at sea level no one would fear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a thing. It, it, and it's how how she's going to handle altitude. Yeah. That's the, that's the main obstacle. Yep. I would love if this course was on was at sea level. It'd be an awesome course. I would love it, but it's not. Yeah. So I was going between her and Ariel. So I'll take Ariel Fitzgerald, followed up by Mark Botris. Botris. All right, dream team off the board. Talk, talk to us about Ariel. What are you thinking? Uh, I see them as as the same type of uh, potential where still a little bit unknown, very, very big ceiling in terms of running ability and 
and, and so Emma and Ariel, I think both have the ability to to make a podium. It, with, with without a lot of the big dogs there, someone's going to step up, and I could see it being an Emma or an Ariel. And she is one of the people that we've interviewed. She's been on the podcast, so she so. fits that criteria for who you draft. Yep. I, I, I'm falling back in old patterns, but this is I, this I, is good for Jack and I. You're leaning back on your gut, so. Yeah. Rich, uh, yeah, I'm loving the. Uh, just go back to what you were doing before. So, uh, <laughs> okay, what's your take on on her then, then Jack? Oh, I, I was torn between Emma and Ariel because Ariel yeah. has is a proven commodity. Yeah. Um, so I I think you know I I could have easily taken her instead of Emma. I just think top end potential. If Emma figures it out, she could win. Yes. Um, but she might finish tenth. I don't think Ariel will end up beating Annie or maybe not Alex Walker also, but. I, you know, you're going to get a top five finish out of her, in my opinion. So Ariel was eighth at Utah, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has a learning curve too. Learning curve as well. Yeah. And like uh, for Emma, in her case, having this be a dry course, like the obstacles aren't that hard. I mean, the beast obstacles end up being hard, but only when it's like super cold. Uh, Like if it's the stairway to Sparta or whatever. Um, and That's the being, new game changer. Apparently. That with, I, did it, I did it this weekend with the rock holds that are high. Mm-hmm. And I realized if you had to leap up and grab one handed, which a lot of the women do just because they're shorter, this would be an absolute game changer, especially if it's at the top of the climb at those, what they call the soccer fields at the top there, that Windy. combined with a panger, it's still a tough obstacle course just because of the brutality, not necessarily the technicality. We saw Rebecca Hammond struggle on a crazy and she's an accomplished rock climber and she's not tall, but she's not short. No. Um, so yeah, game changer, even at the top. Yeah, that was, and that was something that we, something we didn't talk about was the penalty loop versus burpee debate. That was something in West Virginia, which was kind of ridiculous in my opinion, where uh, you did see Annie go up and her grip strength was ridiculous. She did go up and grab it with one hand and then pull herself over. The rest of the girls just looked at it, did the penalty loop and came out like at the exact same time as Annie, basically. It's yeah. like, all right, cool. So yeah, I, I wonder- and that, that's a game changer out of Tahoe because burpees are one of those things that affect you terribly at altitude mm-hmm. yeah and that's what basically in 2019 that like ruined woods's race to miss the spear they, they had the burpee pit in the mud ruined johnny's race burpee pit in the mud a, a lot of the women missed that like changed everything so we'll mm-hmm. see what they're going to do for that if they yeah. if they end up doing these inconsistent penalty loops or what, what it's going to be like before yeah. we move on that new rock grip stairway to spartan is is one of the few obstacles for the women where you have to have full muscle contraction, like use all of your strength to do it where they're hoist. I don't think they have to put their whole strength into it. Their tire flip. They really don't have to. This is one of the, their sandbags aren't as heavy, but this one is harder for them than the men. And they have to really squeeze and clench and, and just go deeper to the well than they normally would have to. And again, at altitude, every one of those little pieces is going to rear their ugly head later in the race. It's yeah. an interesting point from like the fingers all the way to like their mid back with their lats. They really have to hang on. And then you see you a lot of your leg, the leg all up in yep. the air and that's yep. cramped city depending on where the race is. So I think that that's going to be a deciding point of the race. So yep. choosing women who have good wingspan and rock climbing is going to be important. Yeah. Yep. So Jack, that's good for you. <laughs> Are you up? Yes, I'm up. I'm nervous. Oh, about- Mark Badras, by the way, I don't want to hose him. Oh yeah, I'm we gotta talk about that. His his, we got off.
we got fire engine something ambulance i'm hoping that his two-week layoff after west virginia caught his body back up and all that racing is just like settling into fitness at this point because the man can run and he's very good at running uninterrupted he's mm-hmm. probably the strongest uninterrupted runner in the field other than maybe mark Gaudet. probably and that's uh you know, his confidence is sky high. I don't think his descents are great. I think that's something that historically much improved, much improved. I believe. Uh, yeah. Historically it's not his strength, but if you take a look down this list, you don't see the monster descenders in this field. No, you see a lot. I mean, uh, I would say I think the there's second... one, there's one descender specifically who might be the best in the sport on crazy stuff that gets overlooked. And I think that's Taylor Turney. Okay. What I was going to say is you might have the second and third best descenders here. Yeah. Um, as guys who aren't favored to go top five, it, I think yeah. that, I think he actually absolutely could, which is a Joshua Reed, but him and, and yeah. Taylor are phenomenal downhill runners, but they're not the tip of the spear in this race on mm-hmm. paper at least. And so I don't know if he'll be penalized as much as other years. Yeah. He's going to have guys closing on him that he climbed better than him. Where in the past, the guys who outclimbed him were better descenders than him. Yeah. yeah. He's going to go for it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. with my my pick, I might as well get it over with. I actually do tr- trust Josh Reedinger, and I'm going third round pick for Josh. Taking I think he's going to get top five. He stayed. Uh. He stayed at my house um, in Colorado, and he ended up doing the incline in like 23:30 a couple weeks ago. Um, and he he then basically immediately started his descent. There's a segment on Strava, and he was about a minute and 15, a minute. 20 behind Robert Killian when he won Tahoe. Um, so his, and we know how aggressive Total he is round trip or just the descent? total round trip. Killian did it in like 40 flat. Josh was like 41 low, which is legit. Damn it. And he's including been trying, the he's, connector trail. So we haven't seen him really on an obstacle course. It's probably since Tahoe in 2019 where, yeah, he, he wasn't really necessarily training at altitude and like he's still so new to endurance in general that every he hurt his year, wrist also he's his, always hurting his hands yeah. he'll be fine he uh he's, he's never missed an obstacle on in an ocr like ever yeah. so um he he's gonna do great i'm yeah. really excited for him i like can't wait to see how he does i'm very upset that you picked him here i really yeah. wanted him this third no, I, pick I saw you with back-to-back picks. I was like, he's not coming back to me. I got to get him now. Damn it. Yep. But this is where picking first starts hurting me. Yeah. Because yeah. I have groups of people I want that will not be available. Yeah. It's like you get the cream of the crop, but then you also get the scraps later. Or not Luckily, scraps. I have Alex Walker sitting at 12. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. That what, were we, what, what were we doing, Jack? Stupid. That's why we didn't win. That, yeah, no. Yeah. That's why you're now. I picked her like second overall one of the races. So, and we let her get to 12. Crazy. That's why you're last in freaking tiebreaker. All right. I'm but taking Mark Gaudet right. here. Logical pick. I have him paired with Mark Botchers in my head now. Four so it only makes percent. sense. It only makes sense that they get picked close to each other. Yeah. Similar floor and ceiling. Yeah. Currently. I would, yes. I would agree with that. He... I, I, I also have some inside info on him. He ran a cross country race at UCCS. Um, he was like 2740 or so for 8K at altitude, like three days after getting there. So he's probably in like low 26 shape um, at sea level. 
I'm actually a color me unimpressed on that time. I, I, w- I thought it would be a little bit faster also. It's at altitude. It was a week after West Virginia. He moved across the country. He hopped Drove in for across, like, yeah, yeah it's moved yeah. It, jumped in it for fun. Just to see I didn't it say like. I could do it. I Dan just has a newborn baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't push it out. That's, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. No, his body has zero effects afterwards. So I just know that of all the, the stats I would look to for him, that wouldn't be one that would impress me as much because yeah, he, he does some freaky things. That's why I went with Josh over him because I mm. don't think his running and it, he's, he's not as aggressive as a descender as Josh. Yeah. Um, Josh is just reckless, uh, or not reckless, but he, he just attacks. Um, but Mark's gonna have a great race for sure. Just being like, you know, it takes a while to really acclimate completely to altitude, but he's going to be more acclimated than what he would have been from living in like Arlington, Virginia and flying out to DC after coming in fifth at West Virginia, living there for even, you know, the four weeks that he's been there. It's going to give him a little bit more of an advantage that way. His workload and life, his life load is down aside from the newborn baby, which Bracken did point out he did not push out. So yeah. he should be he should be good to go. No excuses there. Yeah. I, I could see him on the podium. I could see him on the podium. Oh, yeah. Easily could. We have not ceiling. named someone yet that I don't think could make a podium. I would agree. Both sides, both genders. Oh, man. All right. Um, I'm going to go... Jack, you have a, you have a, like a insider info pick stashed here. You don't have them on the on the list. You got something in like your back pocket that you're. No, no, okay. I've, I've got my team. Okay. Uh, I know who I'm picking. If you don't take this person, All right. I'm taking Lauren Weeks. You stole my pick. All right, mine. I like that pick. Mine. I Come still in. think it's early, but I like the pick regardless. And this field, like it's so open. She got seventh, I think, at at Utah, which is unbelievable. She is coming off of. High Rocks World Championships not that long ago, which was overseas in a in a and a big effort. Um, her she was really aggressive at West Virginia. Started missing obstacles early. Again, it's not going to be that wet type of condition. I think she'll be able yeah. to do fine. And on um, uh, and she she lives at altitude, so I don't know. Yeah, she she also texted me and told me that she's cons- she was trying to figure out if there's a way to do High Rocks Los Angeles the same day after Tahoe, but. There's no flight that gets her there soon enough. I'm like, you are an animal. Now she's just flexing. She's just rubbing yeah, it in. Seriously. Breaks the world record by a minute and a half. And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to do was it un- That was unbelievable. Yeah. That was actually awesome. Yep. All right. My pick, I'm going to go Ashley Heller. Okay. That makes my neck pick e- next pick easier. All right. Should we talk about Ashley well, real quick? Uh, yeah. I mean, Ashley, I believe she has a like seventh or eighth place in the past at Tahoe before. And didn't she just get fourth place? She was like fourth in Asheville and like fifteenth or, okay. or like sixteenth. That she's been very consistent. I know she's had, you know, a tumultuous twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, she got, got up and down. Yeah. Um. So I think like I think she's still a year away from where she was previous. I but agree. In, a fi- yeah. in a field like this, she could pop one. She knows Tahoe. So. Yep. That was my reasoning. Just the depth, but Bracken, who you got? I'm starting to get nervous because in my planning this out now. I'm staring at a lot of picks that I would have made week one into. Like I'm starting to pick with my heart. And so oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm I, I think I'm bulletproof with Ryan with um with Alex. I think they're gonna do well at my top. And so I'm gonna go blast from the past, pick with my heart on Hell Quintero. There you go. Yeah. He is one of the more experienced men on this mountain. 
and in the sport. I have no clue what his fitness is like these days, but he always runs well at altitude. He can descend very well. And he never quite put it fully together at Tahoe for Worlds, but he was top 10 several times. He got sixth one year. He was actually at the top of the climb with Woods or or maybe with Killing. It was one of them, (laughs) but he was like tied for first 45 minutes into the race one time. And he's such a compact, fast-looking descender yes. that I just have that seared into my memory of racing that man, watching him turn over down the mountain like he's running a hard 200 on the track. And I'm I'm leading with that memory. Go get him on hell. <laughs> How old is on hell? Probably early 30s. 30, 32. Yeah. So, you know, so we so, don't know. Those are both like, eh. Yeah. I, w- I will tell you that he actually missed his first ever podium on Mexican soil earlier this year. Um, yeah. Never happened before. He wasn't in the same ballpark as VJ when VJ went down there last year. Um, so I don't think he's in prime shape, but he lives at like eleven thousand feet. So Jackie hey, said, nine. Nine. "Yeah, um, not he lives. Can you live at eleven thousand feet? He is, lives there, at nine. is there, is, is there no, civilization text, at eleven thousand? He texted me eleven thousand feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, or like thirty eight hundred meter, and I just did the conversion. But he um he he won Monterey earlier this year." So like yes. it wasn't a completely it wasn't a, a incredibly deep field, but he yeah. he did win a Spartan race this year, and that was only a couple months ago. He um, the, they say the last thing to go with a boxer is his, his knockout power, and I feel that's that's like altitude mountain <laughs> running with runners. Like the last thing to go is your staying power, and altitude's all about staying power. I just feel like he might be a he might be ripping it up in the second half of this race. <laughs> All right, or yeah, maybe I lose this. Who knows? But I, I, I'm, I like, I like him, <laughs> and yeah. that's what matters. He, he hasn't been on the podcast though, so you got to get him on. Has he been on the podcast? You got to no, get him on so you can justify English this. English is absolutely his second language. Okay, um, he can <laughs> communicate through it, but he's a Spanish speaker, and I would say his English is a little better than my Spanish, and my Spanish is not <laughs> super passable. And, and you I, couldn't be on a Spanish podcast? No, no, not at all. Well, yeah, I, I messaged him in Spanish, so that was yeah. He, he definitely does not want to speak English as his first language. Do you have? Did you develop a software that like translates things over somehow? No, I, I used to be semi fluent, and I mean Google kind of already took care of that developing software, so that'd be. Oh, so you were, you were slow on that right one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I was a little behind Google in that development, but pretty close. All right. But all right, next pick. Uh, you just took a blast in the past. I'm going with Glenn Race to follow. Yeah, I like up. it. Yeah, and it makes my job buzz. easier. Because I wanted to pick him, but I also want to like stick to my new plan. So I can, <laughs> I can say I wanted to pick him, and now I. So here's here's some trivia for you. There are uh, seven men with five plus top ten finishes at Spartan, and then there are three uh, who have three top tens. Glenn is one of them. Can you name the other two? Spartan Worlds. Spartan World Championship, whether it's Killington, uh, Texas, or Tahoe. The other two people who have three top tens. Yeah, I mean everyone, you know, Killian, Atkins, Albin, Hobie, Cody, Hunter, and actually Isaiah has five. Uh, which Give is me Chad impressive. Trammell. Yep. One more. And... Right, we're talking an atypical person. No, I already got picked today. Uh, Ryan Woods. Yeah. So, but Glenn is in that. That small league company, um, yeah. he gets overlooked a ton. When you Steady were mentioning, Eddie. yeah, 
when you were mentioning Woods as one of the underrated, I, I didn't want to mention Glenn to plant the seed in people's mind that like he's had success here in the past. Um, but yeah, I think he's probably right behind Woods as one of the most underrated of all time. Is Glenn, he older or younger than Woods? Forward. Same age? Younger. Right. Yeah. Glenn is as tough as anyone. Yep. And this is a course that re- rewards toughness. And he is doesn't, that, I don't think he has that reputation, but he is a, he's an absolute pretty. tough man out on course. I mean, Magida tried to kill him one race and uh, he walked away with that. And didn't he get like a huge cut um, on his, he fell down at Tahoe one time, I thought. And he yeah, still it looked like a shark bit his knee. Yeah. You could see to the bone. It was a huge oh. flap. It was jagged, like a smile. It was, and he just, he just goes. Yeah. I'm happy with it, but Rich, you got, uh, you, so Casey, I got Casey on this, on this pick, right. Yep. Um, coming back around, man, I'm going to go this female field. Oh, like, I like I'm looking at the men's side and like, I feel like all of these guys that we know are going to be there are all kind of could potentially finish in the same place on the female side. I don't, I don't know. So I'm going to take Alicia Cuker here. All right. I like it. She had a good finish. She's got a good season so far. She had a good good season for, so far. She doesn't, I know she's been eyeing this race up. Um, she didn't have a particular strong finish in Utah. I think she was like 14th or 15th. But then her next race out was Asheville, where she got what, like fifth or sixth or something? She was pretty high. Was it that up high? There, yeah. Or was it ninth? Something she finished really well there. So yeah. she's she's figuring it out and with a field that's wide open. She might stick her nose in there and, and score me some points. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to take the strongest remaining woman out there, uh, Natalie Miano, for my next pick. Yeah. Well, it makes my job <clears throat> easier, I guess. We're making your job easy, Bracken. Yeah. So I'm going to go Taylor Turney. Okay. And Lucas Klinker. Nice. Sorry, wait. I'm taking a clinker. Which clinker won in Ohio? Jacob I, I clinker. I heard Lucas. I already wrote him down. You can't yeah, Jacob clinker. With... What's yeah. the best? There's like you have there's, four, there's four also to like five Andrew options. Clinker as well. I want there's... the I want the clinker that just put me into the ground. Is that this one? That, I thought it that's was Jacob. Jacob. Give me Jacob clinker. Lucas, you're, you're a nice guy. I'm nice because I. Oh, uh, there are I, two. I wrote that down. <laughs> Okay. Oh well, thank you for being so nice and accommodating. All good. Yeah. No, that, a bit right. presumptuous claiming that typing is writing. <laughs> yeah. No, Jake, Jacob, solid pick. You saw what he did in person. Let's give the audience a little info. Uh, he's a guy that I would consider the uh, the chase pack, middle of the chase pack guy in the past, who's now moved up to bridging that gap, and he's now out in Boulder and has been long enough that he's semi acclimated as acclimated as you can be with not living there long-term. And so I saw what he could do at an hour 40 into a two hour race. He was making surges and now he's got some altitude acclimation. So of the people remaining on here, he's someone that I've seen firsthand very recently and I know he's fit. So I got to go with him. I like it. I think it makes sense. He's been, you know, there was time, I don't know, like I might be confusing the clinkers now, but I think that there was a in the past they had been more kind of like cherry picking podiums in previous years. So you'd see them not necessarily on Saturday races, you see them a lot on Sunday races. They race very often, but maybe not big races. 
Uh, but Jacob Klinker showed up and he's done well this year. Top 10 mm-hmm. in the last race. Uh, he's really bringing it and he shows up and he's, he's racing to win these, these races that he does show up at too. So yeah, he's the tall guy, right? So yeah, he's, he's very tall. tall. He looks the part. Yeah. He is tall. He's muscular, but very lean. He just like, if you had to, he's like a slightly more muscular VJ Jones look. Okay. He's got so a like, long lean. He just, again, he looks the part. He looks like someone that's going to be dangerous. And now his fitness is there too. So, so like rich, basically. <laughs> He's taller than me, right? Yeah, About he's just six. Yeah, like six Thanks, three, bro. Vj yeah. six three. Yeah, I think what? He's, oh, I'm six one, and he's got probably an inch or two on me. So, uh, and Taylor, Taylor Turney, like we mentioned, his descents earlier. Um, he he descended faster than Max King and Killian Jornet at Mount Marathon in the past. Like, I must say though, I was I ra- I find myself with Taylor often in races, and I did beat him to the bottom of Tahoe in 2019. And my descending oh. is poor. Poorish. It's, it's getting it's, better. It's a good reminder that certain skills are not accessible at certain points of certain races. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And Tahoe and is one a, of those that can yeah. remove your descents real quickly with a swim or an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Double, a double yeah, sandbag. Four, yeah. 45 to 50 minute race descending for 11 or 12 minutes at the end of that is different than climbing for an hour and a half and then having to do it like yeah yeah and knowing that that you don't have to do anything at the bottom Mm -hmm. like i know every single one of us could get to the bottom of any of these descents much faster if we didn't have to use any piece of our body once we got to the bottom (laughs) yeah so that's not knocking him i picked him i believe in him but yeah descending is is a sliding scale i agree with that all right uh with my pick I'm torn between two people, but after what he did in Seattle, I'm going to go Josh Fry. Yeah, um, I like Josh. Yeah, very underrated, always in the Pacific Northwest, uh, contender up there. But he was hanging with Nick Mosk, which who is like ridiculously fit. Uh, for people who don't know that name, you should definitely get used to it. Um, and he was right up there with Chris Brown. I, I, did he actually end up beating beat him. Chris? He beat yep. him. Yeah. I don't um, know. Not, 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 not in the beast. Beat him um, in the sprint. And yeah, in a sprint or the super or whatever they had, okay. it was, it was, a he, was he was hanging with some really fast people, and the three of them. I, I heard the the podcast recap, and you know, Josh is very fit according to the racers who you interviewed. Yeah, yeah, good pick. I was definitely going to eye him up if I had two to come back. Um, shoot, okay. Rich, right, you got back take, to back. I got back to back. I'm going to take uh, Vince Pakowski here. Yeah, I wasn't sure to go him or Josh, but I think because of experience, I went with Josh. But yeah, very much an unknown quant- uh, unknown um, what, quantity. What am I thinking here? Um, commodity. Quantity, commodity. Commodity. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking with it. But Vince, duh, he uh, member of Torque, so I know him well. I know his training's going well. Uh, but he's only done maybe three or four Spartan races. He hasn't done anyone at altitude, but he lives at altitude now. Mm-hmm. He's as good of a runner as anyone in the field. And really? yeah, he's, he's oh, yeah. That? he's that strong, huh? Yeah. Like on, I think he, he's a uh, 31 minute 10 K guy or something in college. Like, yeah, I think his five K was 14, oh, that's right. 14, yeah. 15. He's a Midwest guy. Yeah. He ran at one of the Milwaukee schools. Um, and, but post collegiate, he ran, I think we ran 14, 15. He was the best, he was the winner of the best Ranger competition in this year with his partner, Alistair keys, but he, which, Robert Killian is famously one. So he has the grit 
this, yeah. this course is not what he's poor at is, is terrain, like anything terrain based. He just doesn't have that skill yet. There's not a lot of that in this race. He's confident. He's going to stick his nose in it. Um, doesn't he live in Arizona in like a dry high altitude environment also? Yeah, he's at, so, he's at, he's above 5,000. I think he's like, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. So he's okay yeah. in Seattle. He put his nose in. He ended up fourth right behind Josh. Um, I don't think that he has the same, like the ceiling as Emma Cook Clark at this race, but like two unknown commodities for the most part who could break off a, a really good performance. I think Vince is probably the, the male equivalent on the, on the male, on the men's side. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like he might be somebody like, Oh my God, he got six. Like who is this person? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I could exactly. see that for sure. Yep. Oh, All right. Man. Um, and then you get one more pick. I think there's an obvious pick here. Who says what your, your, your old strategy or your new strategy, which one, which one new. makes Maybe it? not obvious. There's an obvious of one of the genders. Maybe not obvious. I'm just surprised that this person's still around. So on, on Jack, on your other list, you had a name that you don't have on here. Are we, how much on, on like on the list of like the roster, do you think that should we even bother with that or should, what, what do you mean? Like the, you oh, had the roster. All... Yeah. The, the dashes like they're, I think those are just auto registered by Spartan. I, I just put them there for full, you know, full clarity. I just didn't want to pretend that I knew more info than anybody else. Um, but those are just simply the people who were listed on Athlinks. So if you want to take someone there, go for it by all means. I, I mean, Ashley O'Hare was on there. Yes. I would I can't imagine she's being, Oh no, 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 no. She, she, sorry. She was not on the roster. She's the, she's literally the only person I, I messaged her right before I ended up uh, hopping on this call. Cause I wanted a reminder. Um, but no, she is not on the official Tahoe thing. She messaged me, after West Virginia. And, um, she said that it all depends on what, uh, Ryan Kemp's and her coach wanted her to do. So I have no, no info on where she's actually going to show up. If it makes your decision easier, my last pick is someone that isn't on it either. So I'm yeah. just rolling some dice. Oh, right. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Give me her anyway. I show okay. her. We're not, we're not sure she could come and do well. I think she was a, uh, ninth at, um, Utah, you know, had a good season. It was top, it was like fifth or sixth in, in Jacksonville. So she could show up and do well. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. So All I'm now there. officially into winging it territory. Back to back. Jack, you had your keeper here. Uh, yes. I Jamie. Had Jamie Brusa. And it's, it's worth noting for, for Jamie. Jamie was like in sixth or seventh in Tahoe. Uh, in 2019, but the stairway to Sparta that was at the top of the second climb, she's legitimately five feet tall, and it was yeah. just like not happening that day for oh, her. I, yeah, she, she said that on your podcast in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, you can't you can't teach height. So no, but she's fit. <laughs> I love so, that phrase. Yeah, it's so no, true. I, I have all my men already. So you're five and two. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> I would choose John Howard. I'm surprised he's still here, but I'm going to take Callie and Faye. All right. Okay. All right. Do I you like have it. a preference on potential keepers? You know, your ninth round pick versus eighth round pick. I'll just put them in that order, Kelly and Faye. Okay. Yeah. So we're not sure. We're, we're not sure up, about. Show up. We're not sure about either of these athletes. Correct. I, I have fully believe that neither may race. Yeah. 
But the upside is 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 big for both of them. Callie just won Killington, beat Emmy Cross, and Sprint. on a on a beast. Yeah. No, no, she won the beast. She won the. Oh, I thought she got second at the beast. Or Chikorita was in that race, and like someone else, but maybe Chikorita's right. in the Ultra Beast. Okay, then she be- came back for the sprint also, which is crazy Correct. in its own. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Callie won the Killington Beast, which after her, she got like 31st or something in West Virginia. So like those two things don't add up. And to beat Emmy, who was sixth, you know, a lot of things could happen during races, but like she has more ability right now than what her results have shown. So like, and she lives at altitude. If she puts one together, she could, she could crack top 10 for sure. Absolutely. That's my exact thoughts. She also likes the cold, which if it's cooler, that's good news for Callie. Yeah, and she seems to be someone that just kind of responds right when you think she's not going to. Yeah. Like when people were thinking, ah, she's we're gonna write her off for High Rocks US National Championships, and all of a sudden, boom, nails the race. And then she has a West Virginia that's not really like what you'd expect. And you're like, well, maybe this is this is what's gonna happen next. Boom, nails Killington. So I'm hoping that she's riding high, returning to altitude, returning to weather being a variable. My only my only qualm is that I've done Killington Tahoe back-to-back along with Kempson and Rhea, and none yep. of us had good races. That's a tough double. It really is. And like this was a 40-minute longer year than in the past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, what did it get? Did it, what did the Beast get? Like 6,000 feet or something? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing? Stupid. What are they doing out there? <laughs> they they deliver with that course. That's one thing Spartan doesn't shy away from. They they bring it with Killington. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Faye Morgan is Faye Morgan. She's, yep. She shows she's, up. She's probably about tenth or twelfth. Yeah, and she could be higher. Yeah, I see her as a, a sixth through twelfth person. Hmm. Yeah, the way tough. she raced at Utah, I'm that her foot injury it isn't new. <laughs> like, I think she had this and what she was racing earlier in the year too. I think this yeah. is something she's been dealing with this like broken bone in her foot. I just don't think it's ever really healed. So she's probably been running through pain for a lot of it. So if it feels even a little bit better, she's going to do well. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, my pick, I'm going to go with Forrest Bogue because everyone's <laughs> going on a limb. He's dealing with sciatic nerve issues. He said, he's probably not going to race. But if he does, uh, could be a very, very good value pick in round nine. Yeah. Rich isn't happy about that. Not happy about this. I don't like this third spot. This spot, this spot stinks. Yeah. Jack Forrest, you take Forrest? Forrest yeah. was one tire flip away from – now, I don't think he would have kept the position he was in, but a top five or six performance at yeah. a world championship in Tahoe. He got 10th that year, I believe. Now, he yeah. was – really really working and fit that year but he's pretty fit this year too in a different way in a much different way but he's i I like the pick if he's there he's a factor he's one of those people on the start like you see him on the start line doesn't matter what the distance you're like he's gonna just fight it out be tough to beat yeah yeah i like getting getting 10th i mean that's like an all-time race for him but if you it's not you don't get there on accident, like a 10th no. place at a world championship. No. And that, I didn't realize, was it, he missed the tire late in that race? Is that what happened? He was in third at that point, I think. Yeah. Was he was leading the thing, right? Someone was just catching him. They kept calling him Josh McDougal and McAdams. Or McAdams, yeah. 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 Where was the tire that year? Down at the bottom before he did the second. Oh, 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 oh. Before the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. 
still top 10. He got eighth in Utah, you know, off of like that was still year. nine, 10 miles into a world championship race. And he had minutes on sixth and seventh. Yep. Definitely. You can't fake that. Can't like if it. I, in my best fitness at all my world championships, if I decided to beat people to the bottom, I couldn't, if my race ended at mile nine, I couldn't have got there where he got there. Yeah. At altitude, you can't fake it. Definitely. All right. So I'm up. Rich, so this guy gender, was on the f- gender wise, you've got two guys left. Dudes. Um, Dudes. So this guy was on one of the lists that you sent out, but it, it's someone who I, who I do personally know um and i was gonna save him for wildcard because he wasn't on a list but like i don't know i'm taking digger lauder here yeah hmm. he's on the he's on the list of the potential just signed up he's a great runner fantastic runner you know he ran 15 20 something last year he's uh but has never done a race at altitude and it, he also is he's similar to vince where like the terrain pieces might beat him up a little bit or if like sprint style races aren't great for him just because uh the compromised running isn't quite there yet but right now I know his fitness is really, really strong mm-hmm. and just going to be about putting it together on, 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 on race day and seeing what it's like at altitude and just kind of sticking his nose in it. He can climb. Um, his descents are going to be serviceable and yeah, I think, I think he's going to be someone else that may be like, Oh wow. He's like eighth, ninth, 10th where it's like, Oh, well, like who, who is this name here? So mm-hmm. I'm taking. Him. <clears throat> All right. Who else? Oh, I got another one. Oh my goodness. Back to back. Uh, then I'll go John Howard. How do you not choose Montgomery Chamberlain just on the, on the name? Yeah. That's a balling ass name. Why is he a maybe? Uh, he's on, he was on the list and he, he said, uh, he was, he's doing Telluride and he's considering doing, um, Tahoe. So John Howard right here might be the biggest value pick of the people we know are going. I have had so many close battles with John Howard, like over the past couple of years. He's He's not as good as I thought. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I was gonna say that's why I haven't picked him because uh, roasted. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's he's a he's a solid. You get what you get. He's usually probably gonna be like fifteenth to twentieth at U.S. National Series races, and just super consistent. So yeah. all right, I'll take um, my pick, dude. I'm I'm gonna go guy from Colorado, Max Raymond. Um, he's always focused on on ultras but he's improved a ton since he moved to Colorado. He has a few podiums um, over the past couple of years as well. I think he actually won like a, the Carolina ultra or something like that a couple of years ago. And he's been pretty competitive as some of the other ones, uh, not great foot speed, but he's, he's tough and he's used to having a lot of time on feet lives in the mountains. So I'm going with, with max Raymond. Huh? Yeah. I guess yeah. it's a complicated way to spell, spell that. All right. So are we on the wild cards? You have uh, a female yet. left. I have to up. pick a female first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to do. Sorry, my screen for some reason decided to do that. Good. Zamora Zarate. Do you know anything about her? I like her last name. Sweet last name. Jack, tell yeah. us about her because I, I am I in the same the camp as Bracken. I see her all the time in races in uh, in Texas, so I believe that she uh, she's usually in like third to fifth or so um, for like when Alex Walker and Chris Oglowski show up. She's not the same territory, but she definitely races um, 
lot of the, the Texas races and stuff. And I think she's done um, some races in, it was either like South America or Mexico. I've seen her results there as well, but, but she was pretty solid. Um, I think she was roughly, she was in the 10 to 15 range for Utah. So good pick. I did my research. What can I say? Yeah, no, no. You can almost pronounce her name too, but yeah. What do you mean almost? Almost. Okay. What did I say wrong? So, huh? Oh, you, you were just uh, being a little exaggerated on the accent. So, Jack, Jack, when you see when you see words, does like your brain immediately break it out into the phonetics so you can actually see it? Is that how you see words? Like, I feel um, like you see numbers in spreadsheets, you see words in, yeah. in phonetics. No, it's just all these characters just popping up, and I'm like, all right, that's <laughs> that's how you spell it now. Hey, I used to, I, I was actually uh, sixth in Massachusetts in the spelling bee back in the in fifth grade overall. Uh, so, you know, that guy who's like, can I have a language of origin and a definition? Like, I, I actually can relate to that a little bit. Like, I, I, I do break out words a little bit like that. So, spelling is my forte. It's pretty good. I, I would listen to a Massachusetts spelling bee. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> I don't really have the accent anymore, but some of my friends, um, pretty, pretty. Define it. Car. <laughs> Hide your body in the car. <laughs> yeah. I like it. All right. Wild card. Are we ready? Wild card, baby. Wild card. Rylan Schottig. You think he's showing up? No. But if he does, <laughs> oh. he's top three automatically. Yeah. The, yep. Is he in? Is he out of a boot? Has he been in a boot? What do you do for a broken? Was it calcaneus that he broke? Ask Kurt. I think it was calcaneus. Bro, broke his heel. What do you do for something heel. like that? He's sesamoid. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he posted a couple days ago. He's like, oh, the smart thing to do is not to race. But I, I could totally see where you're saying but um, no inside information it's just he's too good to leave him out there if he shows up yeah he's my he's my Emmy cross if he shows up yeah except maybe even on a higher level not maybe he's been top three at a national series race in the mountains at altitude he's made for this within mm-hmm. the past two months so yeah <laughs> yeah um all right i'm i'm just gonna put johnny luna lima nicole said he was not racing but if he shows up i'm happy with that yeah this is a we're naming the potential podium of a normal <laughs> world championship right here. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm just going to take Cody Moat just to round this thing out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, or John Alvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take John Alvin here. Um, I'm going Montgomery Chamberlain. Do it. it be like, like I'm going to take Hannah Carter. Hannah Carter. All right. I like it. Hannah Carter. Yeah, she's she's had a really solid season. She's. I wouldn't. I don't know how to define like most improved necessarily because um, I, I think Annie Doobie is clearly going to win that one. But Hannah Carta has stepped it up this year. I was thinking we should have a show like that when this is all over. Just do awards. Yeah, rookie so of the start, year. Yeah. yeah, breakout performance. It could be like the ESPYS mm. race of the year. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Mm. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll come with topics, then we'll debate who wins, and then we'll have a win. Yeah, I like it. All right, teams so, complete. Let's you guys go want to do a recap on the team? Number one pick, Bracken. Let's look at who you had for your team. There you go. So you started off Ryan Atkins, Ariel Fitzgerald. Uh, pretty no-brainer picks for your first and sixth. Mark Battress, Alex Walker as your keeper. Angel Quintero, Taylor Turney, Jacob Klinker, Kelly Schweikart, and Faye Morgan potentially might not be racing, but if they do... Great picks. Uh, Isabel Zamora Zarate as your final female, and then Rylan Shattig as your uh, wild card. So 
I knew I had the crutch of Alex Walker coming in. Yes. And so that obviously steered how I was going to draft. And so I, I think that I have four I can count on in any season, any storm, any version of this course. I think there are four who are going to be solid scores for me. And then all I need is just one or two of the others to step up. And it could be on hell very easily. Could be Jacob based on the role he's been doing this year. Um, yeah, you, you're going to have some people step up, but you've got a very solid top heavy team. West Virginia. I looked at my roster and I thought I'm probably going to win this. I just, yeah. I knew I had like one, two, three, four, five. I knew like I had all these people in place that as long as they took care of business, I was fine. This one, I know I'm top heavy and I know I need some help, but I'm confident that someone in the supporting cast can be that help. Yes. Yeah. No one's going to bomb and suddenly be like 20th as your right. final score. I'm, I'm less arrogant about my team this week, but I'm confident that we're, we're going to be in the mix. Yep. The sc- the scores, when it shakes out, they're going to be higher for the winning score. I think we've been in like the mid thirties, 37 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. For most of the winning, it's, it, it takes like, yeah, 35, 36, 37 to win. I, I think that, that there's going to be some people in this mix that we don't know. There's going to be some surprise performances. I wouldn't be surprised if the win, like the winner ends up like four. Like if we're rounding out with someone who finished like in eleventh or twelfth or something like that for mm-hmm. wins. I have a feeling that there are going to be people who show up where that we're just not aware of. Yeah, yeah. that really ru- that really screws the show up. I, I really Josiah wish they would let is, us know. Is race, he he showed up unexpectedly at West Virginia. Um, he is racing the Xterra U.S. Championship this weekend. I highly highly doubt he's going to be in Tahoe the Last same time- day. Last time you said he was like riding his bike across the country or something. No, like he that. was hosting a cross country meet for his kids. Like he was organizing it or something. And then he was, was like, nah, screw you kids. Next weekend. Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. So you said the words cross country, but it was much less of a demand than a cross country <laughs> bike ride. That, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. But, all right. So that's Bracken's team. I guess we'll go to me because I was the second pick um, at the top. I've got a, a pretty boomer bust team not not too many that stick out name wise but i think a few people are going to sneak up and have really good performances um annie doobie as reliable as it gets on the women's side and then emma cook clark could easily win it in my opinion Mm -hmm. um or she could get 12th depending on what happens but i think her running she's probably the best runner in the field for the women's side um josh readinger for the men i think he's going to have a stellar performance you were pretty bummed about me taking him rich uh, I was going about you taking Annie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ashley Heller could, she's been inconsistent. She's had a fourth this year. She had a 17th in West Virginia. Like it's, you don't know where you're going to get. I hope this is the time where she bounces back, but I've, I've got a lot of faith in her. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn race, super underrated, always perform well at Tahoe. Natalie Miano, hope she can put things together. Josh Fry, super fit. Jamie Brusa, probably going to finish in that 10th to 12th range. Cause that's her number. Forrest Bogue, if he's healthy, I'm. It was worth taking a flyer on him in round nine. Max Riemann, uh, same deal. Really good um, ultra runner. Lives in the Colorado, so he can run the mountains. And if Johnny shows up, that's the best wild card pick of all time. You took Johnny's never beaten Ryland. My wild card pick. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> literally, just he, yeah. He can't. He's o o for lifetime. Oh, for a lifetime. Oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Is is he just concentrating on trail running? Is that what's? I, I don't know. And that's what Tahoe I is. Heard right? much. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what OCR is. <laughs> I would say Jack has the least amount of historical performances top 10 at this course on his team. But he has the just m- Forrest, right? Or an uh, Ashley. Uh, Ashley. Ashley Heller. Glenn. What was, yeah, what did Glenn? Yeah, definitely Glenn. He's, yeah. He, we, that's the trivia point. question. He's got three top 10s. So three. You have three, All but you have, yeah. but you have uh, many people who are ready for that leap. Yes. Annie, I'm comfortable saying she, should get top 10 this race. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for I very that. Much hope that. I very much hope that is the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention during your trivia, but like you guys were hashing out the trivia. I was over here pulling my hair out about who I was going to pick. And you yeah. had Josh. That was your third pick. It was the only reason I picked him there was because I didn't think they have a guy back to me. You didn't I have saw. a dude at that point. Right. That's correct. And I feel like on, in this particular race, it was better to get, higher performing potential women than men just because the guy who finishes 10th could also get fifth. And I feel like you have a little bit more of a lock on the women's side for the, you know, a little bit of separation between the top pack and then the next pack um, in terms of where they'll probably finish. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yep. So I don't, I don't have the star power, but I think I've got a pretty good team who can, you know, put it together for me. Rich, let's take a look at yours. Let's look at this team. Does right. no one have Joshua Reed? I do. That's Josh Reedinger. Yeah, yeah. He I has, totally blanked over on that. Yeah, he he, he, uh, he does this thing where he, like change. change. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was Joshua. on the protein. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on the protein this past year because he like spells his name different and like when he enters races, like sometimes yeah. he puts like dashes and and breaks out Joshua and like shortens Reed. Its name's Reedinger, and it's different in a bunch of places. Yeah. So. It's hard to know who he is, but Josh, his name is Joshua Reedinger. <laughs> so. I didn't even see his name when I read over Reedinger. I'd never saw Josh Reed in there. <laughs> That's probably what he's going for. <laughs> kind of. And it's, he's yeah. right. Like he, he says, oh, well, if you, if you search Josh Reedinger, a bunch of people like, or Josh Reed, like a bunch of people show up. But if you search J A space Shua, he pops up on Google and it's true. I've tried it. So he's, he's I guess it's a branding thing, but it's, yeah. Well, confusing. I, I bet it's working out for him. <laughs> it's, it's a bit confusing. Um, yeah. But he'll do great. Rich has a good team. Thank you. So uh, my my guys are Woods, Mark Gaudet, Vince Pukowski, Digger Lauder, and John Howard. Uh, the female side is Rhea Coble, Casey Monroe, Lauren Weeks, Alicia Cuker, Ashley O'Hara, we're not sure, and Hannah Carta. Again, we're not sure if they're, they're showing up. So yeah, I feel Good. I mean, my, I feel good about, I feel good about five solid, right? Like, so Woods, Mark Audet, Rhea, Casey, Lauren Weeks, I think will all be in the top six or seven. Yeah. Top five mix for sure. Top five in the, in the mix for that, for sure. Then the, the wild cards like Vince and a digger, um, who, who could really be boomer busts. Like they could be someone who comes in fifth or sixth or they're 16th, 17th and it pulls the score down. Um, Alicia Cuker, same deal. Like she might be 10th. She might be 25th. Like, I'm not sure. Um, why you score seven deep. So you can have a, has anyone won two in a row yet? Um, no, no, we've got no. a different winner every time. You ladies want a little side bet that I'm going to win two in a row here. What's the side bet? I don't know. You want in on some sort of action? I'll get down with some action. Okay. I've, uh, I I will bet you 15 of my cumulative tiebreaker points that I go double or nothing. So you take my tiebreaker. You take my points. If. Huh. 
this let me think about Jack. You think about that. Think about it. So, you, so you are in need. Being, you are in need of tiebreaker points. I don't need tiebreaker points. That's what you think. Yeah. You were only well, halfway through the season. Yeah, Rich. I didn't need tiebreaker points until last race when you know everyone didn't show up, like Kirk and Miriam and stuff. And it could easily happen to you where you're suddenly your fifth and sixth and seventh scorers are in the twenties. Like, and I'm willing to do this towards both of you. So it could be a thirty a point thirty swing. swing? Hmm. So I don't need literally it. the only ah. thing, the only thing that you need to happen, like if you go one and one, that or zero oh and two, you lose it. I'm done. I'll, I'll lose thirty points if if I don't win. I'll I'll, I'll do a fifteen point swing with you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But you have I would to need go two and zero. Oh. If if no, you're no, one no, one or no, no, that I win over. Wait. What? What are you saying? I, I'm I'm confused on your wording for. Oh yeah, the, I'm, then I'm going to win outright. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if you go one and one or zero oh and two, I get your fifteen points. You have to go. You have to beat head to head rich and beat me head to head in order yeah, that's to what, that's what winning get, overall means. Okay. Jack. Yeah. I'm just I'm just making I'm defining the rules just because you know jumping over a mud pit somehow gets complicated in the rule book. I just wanted to clearly define it. Yeah. I would need odds. I would need like fifteen to twenty five for like if I. Because that would benefit you more than it would benefit me because I already don't need the lack of points where you might need them. Rich, the way that I see it is it's a two and three chance he doesn't win it, most likely. I don't need the points. Okay. Yeah. And Jack. I'm te- All right. Jack's on. Digital yeah. handshake. So, fifth, yeah, f- 15 point uh, potential swing, or 30, I guess, technically, because I go higher, 15, you go lower, 15, you go whatever. Virtual handshakes, like writing it in blood. Can't take that back. Def- no, that's that's <laughs> it, we have it on video. So I'm just so. feeling good about my squad. Yeah. Who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna win? I think the first two picks are gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't want to discredit Annie. The only question mark is her on her is that there's a question mark. We haven't seen <laughs> yeah. her do this yet. Mm-hmm. But she's proved it on every course so far along the way. And the only woman who's consistently handled her is not going to be there. Yeah. So I think it's 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 Atkins and Lindsay. Lindsay's not there. Annie. I mean uh, Annie. Yeah. Atkins and Annie. <laughs> yeah. Um I agree. And I think that Annie getting that taste of the lead in Asheville and having to run from the front is gonna be helpful in this case because she might find herself there um earlier than what she might even want to be, uh just based off of like how the climb went in Utah, where she just kind of was in second by like a lot. Um, that being said, had I not had Alex as a keeper, I would have had some serious thought into who I would pick first, Annie or Alex. Yeah. I believe right. Alex is that good. I agree. Her fifth was not a fluke. Like it doesn't matter just because some of the other women didn't show up. She was tough as nails and her climbing, she proved it last time that it's not fake. And she's just only got better over the past two years. Yeah. And I think she has some confidence built up towards this course. Oh, yeah. I think she did well in West Virginia and and she wasn't necessarily as excited about that as she is about Tahoe. She's been top five every race, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And she had she was like fourth, Utah. She was, she was fifth. Fifth. And then third. Third and, and third. Yeah. And you take two women out of that field each time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no Lindsay. Rose. Yeah. No, no Lindsay. Rose. Yeah. I would think it's going to be 
between Annie and, and Alex as well. Yeah. Alex made two pretty silly mistakes at Utah to kind of put yeah. her out of the race early. Like she missed Olympus like real early and then she missed something else later. She may have missed her speed or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say two things about this field. I am surprised that we are still not seeing Faye standing. She's doing big there. Yeah, yeah, but like at a point, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, it matters then on that day, but in the scope of the season, the season's done. Yeah. She's going to so, do Big Bear? Like, why? Of all, yeah, it just, for Abu Dhabi. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And I am also very surprised that Rose chooses OCR Worlds over Spartan Tahoe. Now, I understand the allure of OCR Worlds, but just if I made a, a, a chart of her skill set, strengths and weaknesses versus OCR worlds, mm-hmm. I think it lines up currently right now so much better towards Tahoe. Especially after last race in West Virginia, like the, the footage was actually great on the two and three battle. And Alex yeah. was kicking her butt on obstacles on those every carries single also. obstacle. Like yeah. how are you going to go to OCR world championships? Like where it's more well, obstacle heavy. Rose is, is an interesting athlete where she's very athletic She's very strong. She's very powerful, but she she's kind of like Hunter in my eyes where they're really probably not going to fail many obstacles. All Rose Rose has from time to time, but there's not a finesse to their obstacle game. They don't flow through obstacles and get in and out. Rose charges up and then grits and muscles her way through obstacles and then she charges out. So her Mm. transitions are fast, but they strike me as inefficient, inefficient, yeah. uneconomical. Mm-hmm. And in Tahoe, there's a minimal number of transitions. So she doesn't have to burn matches because she's a big charger out. It's like she's coming out of the blocks after every obstacle. She, her arms are swaying. Like you yeah. see that in every single video clip. Like she's an OCR world once she gets off. OCR yeah. world is nothing but obstacles and transitions. Yeah. And I, so I think that she, she loses time there. And then Tahoe is a, a benefit to her because she's now acclimated to altitude yep. and she loses that weapon going to OCR world. So I like her decision to go there because I think it's an awesome race. But if you were yeah. just faceless entity with a skill set, I would say that she's as big a threat to win Tahoe as anyone. And I don't think she's a threat to win OCR worlds. Let's see right. who's not a Tahoe who's beaten her in the past. Lindsay, Zuzana, Miriam, uh, Faye. Yeah. Like Alyssa. Rebecca, Alyssa, like, I mean, I think second or third, could maybe even winning. Second like or third said. would be almost like a, huh, like almost a letdown. I think she's yeah. first or second if she goes to Tahoe. I agree. A North American yeah. Championship, 12,000, 8,000, 5,000 for top three. Like financially, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Skill-wise, it doesn't make sense. Passion-wise, I get it. And that's yeah. always the hard thing to play it, in this game is which one do you follow? Speaking of prize money, so Atkins – He's not going to be VJ in the 3K most likely because he, he hasn't beat Albin in the past. And uh, I feel like VJ is on Albin's level for the 3K right now. So he probably would have made 3,000. VJ there. beat him last year and VJ is better this yes. year. Yeah, yeah, convincingly. Yep. Um, so uh, Atkins might win 3,000 there. And then if he wins the 15K because Albin's not there, that's 8,000. So most he could walk away with realistically is 11,000. Plus team. He's, plus team. That's true. They usually win. But he has to run one race at. In at Tahoe, he, he's probably going to walk away with 12,000. He's probably going to stay out there for Big Bear slightly after just to acclimate. And then, isn't he doing Telluride shortly after? He's got to be, mm, right? You'd imagine. Yeah, That's his sweet spot. Yeah. So, like, stay acclimated on the West Coast, minimize travel after that. 
only run one race that won't fatigue you anymore heading in. Not that like a 3K is anything to him and his recoverability, but bottom line, it is a, a hard effort that you have to put in before then. So yeah. my, my gut, that's probably the reason why he's choosing Tahoe. And he probably wants to win it. Like he's been so yeah. close so many times. Has he won the North American Championship even? Has he been? West Virginia, yeah, he's won it before. It's been Killian Woods. He won, He just won West Virginia. So, uh, no, but not like that the North the American Championship. championship. Yeah. yeah. Has he but got this payday? I don't know. Has he? I thought he won it one year. Um, Who won the year I, that? Killian, um, Killian 2017. Killian's won two years and 2018 because that was the sandbag. He won two, okay, you're right. And then Woods. So you're right. No, he, ha- he, hasn't, he, hasn't, won he hasn't won a North American Championship. So I think he's making the correct call. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think, do you think Spartan comes in and says like, nah, like we'll sweeten it up for you if you come to this one. Well, because... they would have sweetened it up for Lindsay. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they made him choose. <laughs> you think Lindsay wants to just add more titles to her, to her resume or, you know, solidify it, or she just thinks it's more fun. Cause she struggled on, she DNF after the Savage race. She wasn't super efficient at, um, Hildervat. She was losing time in the obstacles there. And you've seen it all year. Like she's, she's burpeed a couple times, like failing off of relatively easy obstacles. I think that's a surprise. Um, maybe she just doesn't want to run Tahoe anymore. I'm just not sure on her. Decision. Maybe this is what stokes her fire. She was, she was a little aimless this off season. And yeah. maybe this is a, uh, it reinvigorates her. And she also doesn't like traveling the way Ryan does. Yeah. Who could beat her at OCR WC? Yeah. Is there anybody? I mean, Ida's Ida, oh, beaten in. her before. Depends so. who can get in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who we can Our see. U.S. men are very lucky that a lot of the U.K. guys can't get in because we are statistically or historically inferior at technical obstacles than yep. the Europeans are. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, do you, on that topic, do you guys put a giant asterisk on every race this weekend? I don't believe in asterisks. You can only race who shows up. But That's I would say this yeah. isn't a world championship in the truest sense. It's but at every world championships you can race who can show up. Yeah. Right. So it's it's going to be a down year. But the same way that lockout seasons don't truly have asterisks and. I don't yeah, know. I I would agree with that. Like the world the world championship it it doesn't necessarily feel that way. And I was looking at these these fields side by side, like the spreadsheet you put up, Jack. And Tahoe still seems more competitive to me. Than even this, I think on the women's side, yeah. Uh, the men's side, you do have VJ, Kempson, Logan, like y- you've got some Aaron Newell, you've got some pretty decent star power there. I think men, said, men is at least comparable. Comparable, it's okay. not OCR Worlds is historically a Euro heavy race, yeah, and it's totally. not the same without it. No, yep, the 3k is not the same, the 15k is not, it's their special. We get a taste of European OCR. And once South a Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Once a year we get a taste of it. And this year we're not getting that taste. And it's disappointing. Even the Canadians, like if the border was to open, like Samuel A. Bear, Jesse Bruce, they're not doing it. They're uh Mick Jarello can't travel for work. Um, Sean Stevens Whale, who clearly like has stepped up his game this year, even though he's always been on that level, like he wouldn't travel. So it, it really is disappointing. It, it essentially is a U.S. championship, and I think that it'll give people a little bit of confidence heading into Abu Dhabi if they go and do it. But the international field is is pretty dang deep. Um, yeah, yeah. I, did you guys see the European championship this past weekend in Switzerland? Caught it in my peripheral. John Albin won like in 205. He's 
his running is tremendous right now after what he did at UTMB. And there were like four or five guys who were within like five or six minutes of him. That doesn't happen in the U S and these are, these are big mountain courses. There are like a bunch of people in that next pack just behind Albin who are going to take down some of the the big U S names that won't be right. You know, it'll be like, who the heck is this person? Like how'd they get top 10 at Abu Mm -hmm. Dhabi and stuff. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we we know we've seen like the Albert Soleil's and the Richard Heineck's. Or it's right, different like, when the U.S. went to uh, Greece. How'd they do? They got swept off the podium. Like it, it all depends on travel, and everyone yeah, has to travel. But trifecta was different. If there yeah. was one standalone race, it was a little different. Yeah, the but, first uh, race looked a lot like what we expect to see. By the time the beast was coming around, we weren't prepared for it. Yeah, that's a strange I, format too. What do you guys think about it's reverse that for, order? Like, like you to the like not having the races go off at the same time. I thought that was a disadvantage for Woods, who was winning after the first day, and then the last day he starts off by himself. It's time trial. They're basically like, all right, you have a twenty second gap, and all that they do is add up your time for the sprint super and the beast, and it's whatever your cumulative time is. So they make it so that the first person to cross the line in the beast is your winner for the right. overall weekend, just because they want the picture of that person breaking the tape, here's your winner. Instead of someone getting second place every race, but they have the lowest cumulative score. Like that's what they do at the, um, the golden trail, at least that golden trail series that they just had this past year. They just ran all the races. And then at the end, yeah. yeah, Like, like, well, I think that's the decision they have to make is a stage racing or not. I'd rather see it on three consecutive days than two races in day one. They they were going to do that before they canceled it. Right. But in the last year they didn't, what it does is it turns the sprint into a super and the super into a super or a beast. Like you can't race either of them at all like one day capacity. So it's, it was a bit of a, a bit of everything. They had stage racing slash multi event slash time trial all in one. And you're right, Jack, they had it fixed for this year. Yes, oh. it, was, it is interesting that they go shorter to longer. So they get the high intensity out of the way and then grind towards the end. That's, but I mean, if you look at stage races, that's, yes. that's typical. It's Golden typical, but that. in Spartan, we always start off with a beast or a super. And then day two is when your sprint is. You very rarely, it's only happened a handful of times outside of Greece where your longer event is on day two. It's almost always I greatly prefer that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Even in track, you can run a better two mile off of a 800 than an 800 after a two mile, you know? Oh yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I've run back-to-back beast days that went better than going super sprint back-to-back days because you just can't, you're running the sprint at beast pace on day two. It's, yeah, I prefer it to build. Yep. Um, In terms of OCR Worlds, what are your, what are your picks? Do you think VJ for the double win? Do you think Lindsay's going to double win? What, What do you think? I don't know. I'm just looking at this sheet now. I mean, I would love to see uh, VJ come away with the, away with the 3K. Um, I'm not sure who who could contest even him. I think Logan could, but Logan yeah. is flying from the Maldives right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just Googled where that was. Had no idea. That is far. That's it's really like, far. That is I looked at the Maldives a- for our 10-year anniversary, and it's not even simple. Even <laughs> once you're there, it's another puddle jumper or a boat to get some play. Yeah. It's just... It's a process. Yeah. Oh, That's you went there. Logan Rolls. No, there. we were considering. I eventually settled on Ireland, and then oh, okay. COVID happened, and we didn't do it. So we're delaying our ten-year anniversary trip. Yeah. Much easier. Ireland, much easier. Yeah. But Logan's kind of like that kind of athlete. Like, I, I don't even know if he would, prov- if he took things off of his plate, if he would do better. I mean, he probably would. Uh, like, just naturally. But he's a, yeah. uh, uh, he's a, uh, 
high stress environment. He thrives in that. So yeah. I don't think he's in, a terrier. He's just always chasing after something. You know, he's just yeah. going, man. He really is. So if the, I, the UK was here, I would bet against the double happening because it's so difficult to be the best in the world back to back. But I think I think VJ sweeps now. Despite despite the fact that Atkins and Woods and Killian and some of the uh, Tyler Veerman, like that they're not there. VJ winning a 15k course with 4,700 feet of elevation change or gain and then descent. Does that prove to people and finally Veerman's there, isn't he? No, he's not. He can't get work off, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, he's doing Telluride. Who are these people? I feel like that VJ kind of bring this is bring this on himself by not racing these courses. <laughs> like, yeah. is that the narrative that he can't win these? In, or Instagram he just comments, not show yeah, Instagram, oh, Instagram comments, comments. And Discord. People are like, he's not the real deal. It's like, do you oh see what God. he's doing against these people? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the phrase "one trick pony" for him. Are you serious? Frustrating. Yeah, that's so funny. I, I I didn't I didn't realize that people actually thought that. I guess that's just yeah. what pe- like that. Is, it's just the this association from what like you know who's a one trick pony elio kipchoge usain yeah. bolt one trick pony that's all no usain <laughs> bolt's a two trick pony he does the one and the two. no yeah. they're both short same trick yeah, yeah. same skill set yeah right the yeah. Dimin- diminish you know them that's called? it's called being incredible that's, being that's great being literally the greatest of all time at your distance yeah yeah and that's that uh, that's how i feel about vj and like i think that he is going to like he's still like putting it together to be a professional and like put like doing all the things he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the 15 K do you think Sean Roberts is going to have something to say about that? I mean, Kempson's going to have something to say about he's that. He's the biggest you know, like, wild card there. In my opinion, I think that you have about 600 feet of elevation or uh, climbing at the beginning and then 600 feet down, you have hurdles and like two or three obstacles at the top and then unbroken, almost a one K descent on Vermont type terrain. Ugh. I don't know if Sean is, familiar enough with that yet because i will say it doesn't matter you don't think so have either of you raced ocr worlds uh i did it in blue mountain okay yeah okay so you did 2017 and what happens to everyone their first time there is they quickly realize they're just like running on a treadmill that they're not catching up on because transitions and fluidity and technique and one shot get through fast is everything on this yeah. At this race where if you haven't seen these obstacles and if you haven't practiced them, and if you don't have a plan of attack for each obstacle, it doesn't matter how strong you are at climbing or descending. You lose a second or two looking at it, a second or two, just not taking the correct path through. And then mm-hmm. sometimes you have to redo it and it eradicates all your fitness because you're just giving it back constantly. VJ is going to not hesitate. You watch Aaron Newell last year on his obstacles where he had mm-hmm. a, a plan through each one and it allows you to look spectacular. VJ is going to go through so fast through everything that even if he wasn't the strongest runner and descender, he would still probably win. And he is yeah. the strongest runner and descender. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's where yeah, Logan might be one the the athlete who will be able to uh, to yeah. push back against that because of Indian mud run, just the result we saw earlier yeah. this year. Yes. I don't know what VJ's plan was for that, but Logan busted that ass at it. But that yeah. that's if we like, were ESPN, we would be showing that highlight 24-7, drumming up publicity for this pay-per-view between these two guys, the last person to defeat him and to make him look bad. Like VJ got knocked out at that yeah, one. Yeah, that was I a guess. sprint finish. That was, so yeah, no. that would be the the narrative to build up. He's the only other guy that I know of in the U.S. that can approach and fly through obstacles like that. Who's going to be there? Mm-hmm. Kempson, Kempson's pretty good. I mean, Kempson, I'm just he's worried very about good. Him. 
I'm I'm worried about Kempson's durability after doing killing that that brutal Killington course a couple of weeks ago and 3K the day before, and then he doesn't have as much volume on the mountain this year. But he's like building he's a house with his bare hands. He's doing he's doing yeah. stuff. Listen, he's very good, and he yes. can do the obstacles like them. But I would say VJ's a little quicker and more efficient through. But the difference this year is that Kempson's not at his full capacity of training yeah. and fitness. And so he has to constantly be over-revved where VJ is constantly under-revved. Totally. And that is that's like the biggest advantage you can have in the sport is to be 10 beats lower. Totally. This yeah. might be more compelling. We should have done – I think, Jack, you might be right. We should have done fantasy. Jack, where are you, where are you no. picking yourself in, in fantasy OCR 3K? No, OCR, I'm doing the 3K. I'm not doing the 15K because – Talking, uh, talking behind the mic with Bracken on that one, um, yeah. and then was that? So you, you, and I think you, you've done a, a great job basically on all your all your commentary. So I'm just going to let you take the lead on that, and I'll just chime in when it's necessary. Um, but I think it's going to be a good show. But I'm, I'm not doing the 15k. I am doing the team. I I think based on who's showing up, I fully understand that the European field isn't there. Many of the top U.S. athletes who would bump me down are not there, but. I think I can get into the top 10. Let's go. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, 3K is all about closing. Yep. Everyone gets out hard and they forget that it's a time trial, not a race. Yeah. And they they do their little in-group battle. And when they get separated from, they race the next pack or for the next position rather than starting out at my time trial effort with the goal to be to run out of energy as I fall across the line. And the people yep. who can do that are the ones who finish up top five, top 10. Got, got a question for you on strategy. So there are probably eight or so names who are in that APAC for sure. Uh, six to eight names for the three K they're probably going to have about 10 people go off at a time. Would you guys rather be in that second chase pack or at the trail end of the first one? I've done both. Yeah. If you aren't the one leading the big pack, you are getting spit out by the big pack and you will run slower solo than getting dropped by someone. Then that's the downside mm -hmm. of it being a packed time trial. If yeah. they don't send out one or two people at a time, it becomes a race rather than a time trial. And avoiding the race is the fastest way to run the 3K unless you are the favorite. That's my staunch belief on that. So if you had to pick one, you'd be in heat two? If I was not VJ Atkins or Logan, I would yeah. start in a different heat and gobble. I would even start last. I wouldn't care. I would try to gobble people up rather yeah. than have a single person pass me the whole race because if you've it's got all your about eye. forward momentum. Yeah, because it's it's about 600 foot climb. I'd say the top guys are probably going to gain about 80 feet per minute, roughly. 100 is like unsustainable for that long, um, but probably like 80 to 90 feet gain per minute. So you're looking at a seven, seven to eight minutes, they'll reach the top of the mountain and then do a couple easier obstacles like a low rig and stuff and then bomb down the mountain for a thousand minutes or a thousand meters so you're probably reaching the bottom of the mountain 15 16 minutes in but then uh, there's then still that gauntlet at the end which requires yes. you to be able to hammer from obstacle to obstacle yes. and I anyone who's been dropped will be dawdling from obstacle mm. to obstacle. yes and i think it would be better to be at the top of the mountain see someone dying on the yes. descent be like i'm gonna i'm 10 seconds behind you but i can reel you in and then you just you get to the bottom, have a little bit more momentum and confidence heading into that last gauntlet, just in my opinion. For sure. There's yeah. a tangible flow of energy in a race. Yep. And you want to be in a time trial never passed. Yep. 
you want to gobble, 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 gobble to the end. And but like you mentioned, if you are Kempson or Newell or you know Logan, so, uh, Logan's not in the three K. Um, but if if you're one of those top guys in there, you want to be next to VJ because look what happened with uh, John Albin a few years ago. He thought that he could beat everybody from Pack Two, not get up in the commotion, and he ended up having a slower time than Ryan Atkins, and that's the reason why Albin yeah. is not undefeated at OCR Worlds. He didn't lose head to head; he just ran a slower time trial. Hmm. And in that pack with them, Hunter, myself, um, I think Botrys, Angel, yeah. and we all finished up spit out the back because once we stopped, we were still in podium position, but yeah. we weren't racing for every second. We were racing for every place. Mm-hmm. And we got done, and I was like, well, that sucks. I think I took fourth. Oh, I just missed the podium and I finished up 11th because there were yeah. some hungry animals flying through that last quarter rather than checking over their shoulder and like, oh, I still got fourth place. Because you forget, yeah. you you get race dumb, you get oxygen debt and you forget that, no, this is not a packed up race. This is an individual time trial. Yep. That was the year that uh, Victor Alexi ended up getting third and people were mm. like, who the heck is this? Jesse he Bruce. Jesse yeah. Bruce was up there. Yeah, yeah, Ben Kissinger, and uh, when I was went, he was he was twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Granted, that was a freak like rainstorm year. Like only during the elite men heat one. Like yeah. that was the year that I was in. It's like let's yeah. downpour and then yeah, good luck. Yeah. Shouldn't this be in heats then? Like qualifiers, it should be random hard. draw one person every five seconds. Yeah, or three seconds just. So it's totally equal for everyone. Yeah. Hmm. There's no pack mentality at that point. 10 seconds, whatever it would be. Time trialing is impossible if you start more than two people at a time. Impossible. And I've been, I've been like standing on the soapbox for stadiums for years as well. It's food. You can't do a pack time trial because it's inherently impossible. 15 is, it gets too bunched up. There was, well, and, it, and, and it's just because it turns into racing. Yeah, it's the point racing. of a time trial is to run your maximum capacity. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You're not. You're going for time instead of finishing place, and finishing places based on time, as as opposed to yeah. someone in a stadium race like Isaiah. He's like, I just need to get in front of you on my strengths, or you know, slow you down so you can't capitalize, and then I'm going to beat you because I'm strong in these other areas. That's the same way with OCR World. Someone gets ahead and they control the pace. Yeah. So I'm saying, give it. There's, it's a three day event. Just put the three K finals before the team event or something. Yeah, do that too. Let's see, qualify through. Eventually, they can do that, but currently, the sport's not full enough that the 15K best people are still right. the 3K best people. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? that, 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 but that'd be one way to help specialization, like, and even just put it yeah. the finals on the 3K, make rounds before the 15K. Yeah, 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 yeah or make the rounds, make it, make it three days. Friday night is 3K round. Saturday morning is three days. Saturday afternoon yep. is, yeah, yeah. They did so, that with uh, 100 meters, a 700 meter, 800 meter short course back in the in- inaugural. Or Weren't the you second. the champ on that? Yeah. That's not why I bring it up, but we did. There was uh, there was prelims and finals, and they had yep. three rounds of prelims, and then the the top two or three in each one went through to finals, and then you ran a, a slightly longer course in finals. So it was all in one day. How is like the hundred meter or like an eight hundred meter even? How is that different than like Ninja Warrior? Well, eight hundred meter uh-huh. was a nasty running race. Yeah. One hundred meter is Ninja Warrior. Yeah. 800, you've got to run like many obstacles four, five there. between stuff. 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I would guess there were Ten? let's see. There's we started we, we did Dragon's yeah. Back, then we did a couple hurdles, we did a carry Skull Valley, a Skull Valley, one other thing, and then a rope climb. There are probably only eight obstacles, but it was like back to back, 200 meters, back to back to back, oh, that's, hundred that's meters. Cool. Back. But the yeah. running each 200 felt like a mile. Like you would yeah. just it was so painful. Yeah. But it was Ritz long was enough, just long enough that it was still a running race. It's on OCR Warrior. They have it on Mudrun Guide. Uh, that that or one of those two. It'll be on one of those two channels. But it was very entertaining. The uh, elimination style, I guess. So. And it was cool. It was like running rounds. You'd get out to the lead. You'd coast and try to coast all the way through. Yeah. To get to finals, the minimum viable effort. So right. It's probably the only OCR cool. race that you've ever got to not redline at times but the final tmx maybe but that's not obstacle racing but yeah the finals was like an 800 like you yeah. blasted off the line and you ran for pole position and it was fun they, they should bring something like that back man that could be good to like maybe that's what their idea is with spartan cross i guess spartan cross is a little yeah. longer right it's still I, a 3k it's still too long yeah i do have one other question for you guys so they're introducing primes this year do you know what those are in terms of their of they're endurance primes up- Yes, like uh, cycling yeah. primes, where yeah. it's like here they're going to have a checkpoint on the course, and it's like begins and then ends, and obviously like it'll be a Strava segment and stuff like that. And basically, they're like they're going to give you a prize. They, they're calling it like the Peregrine if you're the fastest descender, and like something else if you're the oh, fastest climber. Purple and jersey stuff, so. and checkered jersey yeah. and all those green, things, yeah. yeah, all that. I think that's a really cool addition. So. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. What are you gonna? What, what jersey are you gonna have? What, what are you gonna win? I'll just have the 24 jersey. So I have no idea. I'm not going to win one of those ones, but well, be, I think it would be okay. That's an interesting easy. question. Yeah. What is your best skill set in OCR? Where if in the midst of a race, what do you mm-hmm. do better than anyone else? So I'm pissed. They don't have a heavy carry in the 3K. They don't at all. I crush people on that. Yeah. You're a strong I, heavy carrier. I'm a good heavy carrier. Yeah. And that I, I, I struggled at the uh, the farmers carry in DC because they have those big like wide water jugs or uh, the the non non jerry cans they they just kept clanging on my knees oh, going yeah, around yeah, yeah. but I I crushed the sandbag carry like just before that and stuff and normally I'm a I'm a really good carrier and I've put in a pretty decent block because that's what I'm doing for the team race but uh, yeah I'm I'm kind of mad about that I wish that it was there because I would have I, I think it's tactically stupid to go for a crown or a, a prime within a race. Um, cause you're going to blow out a little, you, you know, you're going way too hard for the section than is actually required for good final result, but that would be what I'd be pretty solid at. Probably you guys, Rich, you're probably flat running, flat running, flat running on concrete. If that exists, yeah. Bra- Bracken, <laughs> you're, you're good with agility and kind of like pretty steep, nasty descents. If I remember right. Yeah. It, the steepest, nastiest descent is probably my strongest strength. Mm-hmm. Other I think that I'm actually pretty good on uh, swim run transitions. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, I can get in the water, move decently well, and I can run at a pretty high capacity coming off a swim. Nice. Instead but I think the single best, down. I think I'm probably the fastest spear thrower. Don't think about it. Isaiah's quick I've, also. I don't think I've ever lost time to anyone getting to the spear and out of the spear. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute that to? How do you get good at going fast? You're just not, are you just pulling it fast and just setting up quick and just chucking I it? I pull it pretty fast, but the moment I have it in my hands, I'm stepping back and getting it set as I take two steps back and I'm right forward throwing it out. There's just like, I, I'm just right in and out. And you I just know how to throw. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no, I don't, I don't take any time. 
Yeah. Like yeah. the second it's in my hands, I'm starting to throw. So mm-hmm. it really only helps in stadiums. Yeah. Where, where do you think this race will be won on the uphill or the downhill? Or uh-huh. in the, what are we talking about? Uh, oh, Sierra World. Sorry. I thought we kind of trans, uh, transitioned to Sierra World talk. But I, mm. I think just given, you know, it's shaped like this, it's going to be the downhill. People are going to blow themselves in the uphill. Uh, I mean, it's maybe, but it's, it's the fact that VJ's strength is better than everyone else's strength on both. He's going to probably be the strongest up and downhill runner, but he's also going to be the strongest obstacle. I think it's Mm going to be one on the fact that people are going to have to try to play catch up everywhere and he's still going to come off every obstacle, a stride or two ahead of them. Yeah. He's going to steal time everywhere. I think it's going to be over from the start. It could be one of those dominating performances. Like it is kind of yeah. setting up for Alvin that. Ask. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they were right. chasing each other. But he, I think if they were time of... checks throughout the whole thing, he may not lose a single time check. Kind of like that Hunter during High Rocks. It's like he'll have the one, 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 one all across the board in every yeah. zone, most of the runs. Like, yeah. Even if it's not a blowout, I think it's going to be a convincing win where yeah. he's just better at in every stage. He won't believe it, It's going to be on him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think the, the other compelling race. Uh, Nicole actually thinks that Ida is going to end up beating Lindsay in the 3K. That wouldn't be shocking. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it. I still think it's Lindsay's to lose because <laughs> yeah, she I'm always pulls it out. But yeah, 3K yeah. is so short that it just takes someone being on. Yeah, you know, if you can just if you can just be one step faster than normal one day. Like redlining is redlining. There's only so much you can do past it. If you're just a little more on that day, that can win a 3K. Where over the course yeah. of a 15K, talent wins out. Yep. I think uh, Chris Chris Roglowski will be a good name to watch out for at this side as she, well. Does she ever stop? I think she's just like really excited about racing now, and is just like will do. Will is just saying yes. So you think of, this is her yes year. She, yes she year. has had the biggest swings in polarity of the race style she's doing, and she keeps doing well. She's doing well. Yeah. I know. So there's, De- like no, there's De- no reason De- for her to not yet. Yeah. Congrats on your win, Rich, for Decathlon. Like oh, yeah. Rossi, also Thank podium you. there. Like a week after she did like a 100-mile two-day race, a trail race. She was, she was eighth in West Virginia oh, like a week after yeah. a 100-miler. Didn't I, she do an Ironman or something? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she's done that. Can you think of any other top – Top end athlete who does that? Maybe Aaron. Where Atkins. Atkins. Atkins won an NBC sprint six days after winning the North Face Endurance Challenge 50 on the East Coast. Yeah. And he he got second in – no, the one bad race that he's ever had was like a week after uh, Toughest. He ran like 50 or 55 miles in Michigan. And then he ended up getting like 13th at uh, TMX the second year championship because he he had no drive to get up the warped wall, but that's the only time I've ever and seen he went struggle. eco challenge to almost winning Spartan Worlds. Yeah, that's, that's arguably the most impressive like comeback that I've ever seen uh, athletically. I that's would put Lauren Weeks up there though with High Rocks and then Utah, and we'll see how she does at Tahoe. Like she's like like her ability to to go back and forth between those two has just been Pretty. amazing. I'll yep. say this, Rich. The cream rose to the top in Deca. There were some people getting out, beating you to station, and then, then Daddy came home. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, like it's a longer race than you'd think, right? It's and it's, it's not a 10K. A, it's it's like yeah, it's like a ten k effort, and it's not like a stadium where like you need to like bust your ass to get positioning. Like there's enough space that it's not going to yeah. matter. 
you know. You going so. for the? Uh, you, you're gonna try to set all three records, or you probably can't get strong just because of CrossFit Sh- background. Strong's those, a tall but. order. The 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 bike is just. I'm really impressed with how fast Kent can do that bike. Yeah, like 50 seconds or so. Kent can yeah. put out power. Yeah. Yeah. Bracken, okay. when are you gonna try one of them? <laughs> I mean, Rich and I have talked about it. I'm not doing any competition of note until I'm in shape. Okay. No timetable. Yeah. You, you, do, there's you, no, do you plan there's on no... doing a DECA? Because I think that would be a, yeah. a great format for you. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. However, I have come to realize that station-based work is not my love. Mm. Uh, because there stadiums. are less variables. Mm-hmm. Well, stadiums have variables and there's technique mm-hmm. and strategy. Station-based, base, like the technique and strategy is finding your best and then you just do it every time. It's work, yeah. it's work rate. It's just, it's not like moves. No, it's just like you yeah. come in knowing I can do X and if anyone can do Y, they win. But if they yeah. can only do V, like I win. And that really works for some people. There are, I, uh, I'm a variable a, driven person. Yeah. It's a second half race it, at the beginning. It's like, okay, I rode a 143 instead of a 141. That's kind of what you are. And you're not really going to improve much on that. And how many people are going to be too much faster than that? So I, that I totally being said full yeah. DECA is more up my alley than the DECA mile. Cause of your compromised ability. I think, I mean, I think so, but maybe, De- I don't know. Watching Kent and Isaiah, that felt like watching a stadium battle throughout the years. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, I'm intrigued uh, by both. Next year, I will absolutely do both. Yeah. I've, I've worked out with Kent quite a bit since he moved to Colorado, and that is what he wants to do. He's like, no one's beating me. He, he wants to set all those records as he's publicly declared right there. And Rich, he, he wants to battle you head-to-head in a deck of fit. Bring so. it. I'm ready. I'll be ready. Yeah. Hunter at some point has to do he's got to strong and deca mile. When they yeah. start sprinkling money out there, for, well, I think he would do well in a deck of fit too. It's just like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, if they start giving out, putting out enough money next year. If, if that's something they're gonna, if they are gonna per, like push that out, like I would love to see him at that. My my take is that Hunter, after uh, his High Rocks disappointment right there, he's going to come back and it's like, guys, you guys are screwed, anybody who's facing him, because he's probably embarrassed from getting fourth place right there. And I think he just got a little bit complacent. Like, he assumed he could win even if his training wasn't all there. Um, I think he's going to get in the kind of shape where it doesn't matter what he shows up to, he's going to be impossible if there are station-based workouts, like you were saying. Yeah, he was finally a victim of his own success. He mm. he backed away from specificity going to Chicago and still won. And that was the worst thing that could have happened. He would have won Worlds had he lost Chicago. But losing Chicago, he kept doing what he was doing or kept not doing what he was doing. And, yep. Uh, an angry, focused hunter is just the worst. Because he fabricates his chips on his shoulder. And that can get wearisome after a while. He doesn't have to fabricate anything right now. Can you think of a more, like a more shocking result? Him not ending up on the podium in this kind of, no. you know, OCR hybrid racing, whatever history. I I really can't. No, Hobie in like eleventh or sixteenth at West Virginia that year, and then not winning worlds, being outside yeah. the top five. Those two, I think, are it. Patriots not winning the Super Bowl. Don't bring that up. <laughs> not going undefeated. Yeah, that was that was shocking. Warriors losing to the Cavs. Yeah, it it was that kind of upset. I mean, like the it didn't. He wasn't even going to do it. That he wasn't going to do Germany. I yeah. didn't think, and it seemed like last yeah. second he either got 
convinced one way or another. And it just didn't seem like he wanted to race for a living for a while, a race for money. And that was something that wasn't really up his alley, but it was yeah. reassuring to me that a, even the best can't show up, not having put the work in mm-hmm. and B that the sport has really gotten that good. Like you, yeah. you can't, you can't roll out of bed and make a podium anymore. It takes a concerted effort. And it was re- it was reassuring to see even the best are subject to the same rules as us. Yeah. I think five years ago, he could have just gone over there and probably just done whatever, done it. If he showed up in the same, same shape five years ago, I don't think the field would have been ready for, for that type of rebuttal. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, boys. Well, that was great. We did a lot. Yeah. Nice we job. I forgot we, we drafted. Let me just add in, uh, if you guys want to do the prediction contest like usual, head to yanceycamp.com. I also have a link in my bio. Um, I have a separate one for the 3K, the 15K at OCR Worlds, and then uh, Tahoe. So Tahoe is going to go for the overall season scoring, kind of like what we're doing here. We're only counting what we what happens in Tahoe towards our leaderboard. Same deal uh, for the prediction contest. OCR Worlds, it'll just be an exclusive weekend where I just add it up for fun. But yeah, go and vote. I crushed last time. I'm going to crush this time too. Love to see it. I'm going to catch you. I want those 15 points, Bracken. Oh, yeah. We're not forgetting. And next time we got to talk about loser things. Do we we, we, we dance around the loser penalty? But we haven't haven't nailed it. Things things get spicy depending on how this week goes. You go 0-2, I go 1-1, Bracken goes 2-0. We're all even, and then this penalty isn't looking as tempting anymore. That'd be amazing. The penalty talk all centered around my hair. What is that? Lots of hair talk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of – everybody wants to see it grown out. They're very fixated on me growing my hair out. I think there's that one picture of you from, like, your college team that's on the internet, and it got posted as, like, a podcast cover one time, and people were like, oh, that's Bracken. we got to see that, so – I don't That's know not what you're going to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have nature, I have nature's mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will do that if you guys both would shave your head if you had to lose. So I, it's there. I I would get. You wouldn't. I would I have to run this I, by my boss. No, I, you we wouldn't. might do a different penalty. You got a beard. You got a beard. I cannot accept that. My boss would never allow it. Your boss allows every person. Yeah. Your boss allows everyone to do every appearance they feel like doing as long as it's appropriate. Just because you're not comfortable with the way you would look shaved doesn't mean that it's not a socially acceptable haircut. And it's incredibly, incredibly clean cut. It's the most professional haircut. The most. Literally. Your boss wouldn't say, oh, you changed your hair. You can't present. Yeah. That's not how it would work. We'll, your, we'll mind, the- your mind is saying, I won't do it. And I, that's I'm, what I want you to admit. You don't know. Don't Jeff, put it on your boss. Yeah. I think you'd All look right, good, well, Jack, with the beard shaved. It'd probably look badass. You'd probably I, look. I'd rugged. almost look like uh, I'd need, I'd need like a kilt or something like that, and I'd look like some Highlands game athlete Highlands minus games. about two hundred pounds of muscle. But yeah. we'll start growing out the bottom piece here, so that when you shave your head, you've got another look. Going. I'm not planning on losing, so there's no sense doing that. So well, we'll talk yeah, after your good. 15 points lighter yeah. on Monday. Yeah, that's true. That could get bad. But All we'll right, see boys. how it goes. <laughs> it's right. time. Later. See ya.